Hey everybody and welcome to episode 496 of Vidge Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Landon Justinin Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level. Who's joining me now? That, that guy is the Anna Perinanen of our patrons. <laughs> Did I say an extra syllable? Uh, I, three. I do that every time. I'm pretty yeah, sure I'm, that's the that was her actual name. They shortened. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and uh, uh, and yeah, I'm I'm weird voiced Chris Antista, who got Halloween sickness. Fun mm-hmm. Halloween. I, I gotta check. Let's, <laughs> I should do a, a test on the air. You probably should. That's a good yeah, idea. It's great content. Do. People really love to hear great content. People Q-tips love waiting, swabbing around in nostrils. Make sure you get it five times at least. Yeah. Well, it, it it adds some suspense to the show, honestly. It really does. They, Will I have They want to find out what the results are. That would actually be pretty killing up you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm a, not a smoker, not a toker, but I'm dressed like the Joker, Matthew Allen. <laughs> I told that maybe it's because I have yet another fever, but that I'm listening to that SNL sketch like a song. I want to be Joker. I don't want to be I Joker. I just love the way they say Joker. The Joker. whole skit. Yeah. yeah. Saying <laughs> Joker. I'm dressed like the Joker. And it made me realize, like, nerds have kind of stuck to calling him the Joker for a long time. Mm-hmm. So hearing just Joker in a Kentucky accent. SNL, you did it again. You made a, <laughs> a weird song sketch, something I can't stop saying to myself. I feel like I'm a little kid again. The names in that sketch really get me. It's like Uncle Trap or something. Uncle like, it's <laughs> <just> <laughs> random. Whatever the fuck. Um, this is Saturday Night Live Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, no, it's Video Game Apocalypse. Saturday Night Live. And we've got we're a cool podcast. We're referencing a new episode of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, we've got we've got a cool show that is, is I promise is Video Game focused because uh, DLC to our little uh, Game of the Year from 2021, Resident Evil Village, came out finally. We got more RE Village. Uh, mm-hmm. And it has a bunch of stuff. It has a new mercenaries mode. It also has the uh, Shadow of Rose mode, which is a new mini campaign starring Rosemary, right. who's the baby that you're trying to save in Resident Evil Village, and she's all grown up. And uh, yeah. that, that that feels, especially by the way the game ended, that feel, felt like, well, this is where the next game is going. But this mm-hmm. game, remember, had, I can say with, Pretty pretty well assurance here didn't have any planned DLC until it was successful. Yeah, you're probably right. At least they, they, no, they, they hadn't announced they, anything. They didn't announce anything. When they finally did announce it, they were they were just it was way after launch. I've worked on Resident Evil games. I know when they announced DLC. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and, yeah, you've, you've and also they usually worked... have an asset ready. They had no. It was just a screen that says, "Okay, we'll make Resident Evil Eight DLC." And right. It's been almost two years. Well, you were to Capcom specifically where I was thinking maybe they were doing like a Monster Hunter model where it's like, oh, we're going to have, you know, uh, Resident which, Evil 8G. Or which they also like did. The Resident yeah. Evil Gold has been established in the last uh, few yeah, you're Resident right. Evils. You're right. Yeah. And, 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 and that's when they started selling the Gold Edition, it was when they announced the DLC. Like yeah. most people sell it up front. No, but I, I remember being, you know, because a lot of people don't like to hear that there's DLC before the game comes out but i remember like why are we doing that it seems to piss people off and he's like it pisses these people off but a lot of people make their choices based on the f- they get two games yeah. a year they need to make sure they this is mm-hmm. being followed up on it's important you're, to you're those buying people. into an ecosystem yeah. you're buying well, yeah, into or, a game or that it's not happen. it's not over after you play it for 10 hours like it's important to get but the point is there was a trailer before the game came out for dlc and this had a post-launch <laughs> text screen yeah. it was remember it was white on black like 
we're going to make DLC for Village. Well, part part of that felt like a course correction because seven yeah. they went really heavy the opposite direction. Oh yeah, like, we're announcing all this DLC, yes. and then remember they had to delay mm -hmm. one of those DLCs where it came out like a year later yes. than intended. So I think like with eight they're like, let's play it cautious because I'm I'm guessing they lost money on that seven DLC. Play cautious, see how eight sells, and then do our planning, which. As you know, with video games, production life cycles take a long time. Like, they don't start planning that DLC until after release. Like, yeah, that totally lines up with when they announced. Yeah, and that's 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 yeah. why I, I feel this is a tiny miracle that took not only took me by surprise when it happened, it took me by surprise to know it was out just because it wasn't in forecast at launch. And it's been almost almost two years. And I love this game. It was one of my favorite games of last, last year. And... Uh, yeah. I, and I, I assume the, this is the, the plot point that's coming that was coming in nine, and then now it's DLC yeah. for eight. Fucking yeah. crazy! Oh, well, this might be a, a prelude to whatever they have oh, yeah, for probably. nine. But yeah, I do I do love that seven went like so overboard with the DLC that I think end of Zoe just reached a fever pitch of ridiculousness where like you are playing as uh, the the brother of Jack Baker, the patriarch of the you know the the family that gets corrupted mm. in, in mm -hmm. seven, and yeah, it's just. A, I'm an old coot who wrestles gators and lives out in the swamp with just me and my knife, and I'm going to go save my family and wrestle swamp thing. I'm the main character in this DLC. It's great. I love it. You just punch also, zombies the GOP, to death. Yeah. The GOP is running me for candidacy of governor of this here state. <laughs> Probably be an improvement over whoever they have. Yeah. And people will vote for me just because they vote along party lines. I'm, bar <laughs> I'm barely behind in Georgia. <laughs> um, right? but no the the winter's expansion as it's called is rose going into like mind melding with this sample of the mutamycete from from village like this this fungus that's behind everything or mold whatever it's called spoilers uh, well i mean you know that's established at the beginning of the dlc but uh it it takes you through some of the best areas from village as she like explores these uh, quote-unquote memories of people who died within the vicinity of the thing. So. I feel like if I talked this much about a new release in the beginning of the show, yeah. Michael would be mad at me. You're right. You're right. I should be mad at myself. <laughs> should be, but, by the way, this thing should be exploring I, I, the memories. I have a reason. I have a reason. should be exploring though. the memories of Lady, Lady yes, Dimitris. Wonderful. You know what I'm saying, yes. right? Am I saying no? Lady not appearing in this storyline. Sorry. Uh, no, you get the Duke instead who has ample memories. Oh. I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I can't do the voice right now. Yeah. The dude, I mean, you should have just done the actual John Wayne dude. No one would have. Yeah, main me. I can only do Kurt Russell doing the dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the reason that we're spending so much time talking about this is that it inspired, of course, this week's top five. Because you are playing as, what, the daughter of the previous main character. And yes. so I thought it would be fun to talk about sequels where you play as the child of the previous hero, primarily. Specifically sequels, because we entertained yes. DLC at yeah. one point. It's yeah. like, there isn't enough, I mean, there's enough DLC maybe, but there's not enough really good DLC. So, I mean, shout out to uh, Bioshock Burial at Sea. Mm -hmm. Spoilers, I guess, but... Uh, and we disqualified fighting games from this yes. stuff, because <laughs> who's who's the main hero of any fighting game? It yeah. depends on who's your Ryu. favorite. Jesus, why is uh, it so hard? He's probably. on the box. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They've given Ryu a little bit of a backseat recently. Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah, I mean, do I I don't have to play as Cassie Cage all the time. She's just there in Mortal Kombat. Let's just jump right in with... Number five. My father came to this castle many years ago when I was but a child. 
came to destroy the evil that lives here. He never returned. He must have greatly angered the Dark Lord, for soon after, Dracula attacked the Brotherhood's stronghold with his legions. None survived. My mother was killed trying to keep me safe. I love you. Always have. Yeah. <laughs> God, I can't wait to see Banshees of Insurance. Oh. That's that's a Castlevania. Yes. There's oh. some Vania. That, Destroying a Dark Lord, going to a castle. This might be the, I think, the last side-scrolling Castlevania game. Oh. Not counting the one that, not counting the the one that came to Apple Arcade. Okay. But the, the, the Lords of Shadow ones. one? Yeah, so this is Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate. So it's it's an interquel between Lords of Shadow 1 and 2. And if you don't know Lords of Shadow, it is by Mercury Steam, the Spanish developer that did the last couple Metroid games. And they uh, they sort of reimagined the Castlevania universe and the timeline. So it now begins with Gabriel Belmont, the hero of the first game, who becomes his, you know, t- big twist ending. Uh, spoilers for that. Uh, he's revealed to become Dracula by the time that the sequel, Lords of Shadow 2, comes out. And uh, you get to play as him as Dracula in that sequel. But there is also an interquel originally made for 3DS and then released on other platforms as right. Castlevania, Lords of Shadow, Mirror of Fate HD. So, you know, it's it's a it's a neat way to experience like a, a game that... HD, by the not... way, stood for mm-hmm. Harmony of Dissonance. Right, yes. It's true. Just to make everything more confusing. <laughs> so, see, that helps clarify things for me, because I always thought Lords of Shadow mm-hmm. pretty much just meant 3D Castlevania games, but this one's 2D, but yes. it's because it came 2. from 5. that hand. Yeah, 2.5D, yeah. but it's side-scrolling. Um, right, okay. So, so really, Lords of Shadow, what it just means is that the retcon. Yeah, it's its own little mini-series. Yeah, Konami within... spent too much money on a game turn, turning it a great game into a Castlevania game and then gave up after two entries. Three sure, entries yeah. if you count the, the 3D one. And we haven't had one since. Except for the Apple Arcade, which is... Uh, yeah. Which I have no memory of. Yeah, so it's, it's pretty recent. I haven't really gotten it. I'm I, sure there have been a couple mobile ones also. From what I remember he- hearing about it, it was freemium as fuck and nearly unplayable then went to Apple Arcade and lost a lot of that freemium stuff but still like you see it in the DNA and how many things you need to collect and how many ways you level up. Even though yeah. it's does Apple Arcade like by default not allow freemium stuff? I don't thing? think it does. Ar- like it, arcade it's, is yeah, no free to play, right. no, yeah. no. It all has to be included in the subscription cost. Right. It's okay. I'm sure all of these characters have their own pachinko machines mm-hmm. by now. It's yeah, fine. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, so in this game, you, it it reimagines the Castlevania timeline where yes, Gabriel Belmont becomes Dracula. But as you find out in this game, he had a son that even he didn't know about. You have seen it, Marie. The mirror has shown you Gabriel's fate. (laughs) You must protect the child from his father. Trevor and his lineage will be the only ones capable of facing him in the future. Your son's survival is the only hope for humanity. We will come for him at nightfall. Ah, oh, so sad. Baby taken away from his mother. But he basically gets Luke Skywalkered. Like, oh, they, we know he's gonna, Gabriel's gonna become the Dark Lord 
So we're going to take away his son and raise him as one of us so that he can fight him later. Gabriel's fate is a much better Castlevania name. Hmm. I, I secretly think this must there must be a Herschel Walker child out there that they are raising to one day fight him. <laughs> I, th- I think you know that's his existing kid, right? <laughs> oh yeah, the one on social yeah. media, yeah, mm-hmm. Christian. Sure, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but anyway, uh, Castlevania. So it retcons or not retcons because it leaves the original timeline alone, but it reimagines right. the timeline so- where uh, Gabriel fathers Trevor. And Trevor fathers Simon, and you actually start off uh, Mirror of Fate. Well, you started off playing as Gabriel, but then the perspective switches to Simon. So technically, uh, Gabriel's grandson. But uh, things quickly escalate in interesting ways because he meets a white-haired guy who keeps intervening and rescuing him from stuff. And yeah, it turns out to be Alucard. Who's like, oh, he's in this. Where, where did Alucard come from? Is Alucard still... Wait a minute. Hmm. Well, okay, you keep keep telling yeah, the story. Yeah, so I want to see where this heads. Where did Alucard come from? Well, it might have had something to do with the story that Simon tells Alucard at the beginning. My father came to this castle, never came back. And major spoilers for Mirror of Fate, a game nobody played. Alucard is Dracula's son. Who else is Dracula's son in this? That's right, Trevor! Trevor is, he went to the castle to try and defeat Gabriel Belmont. Gabriel did not know he was fighting his son until he won the fight. Ending spoilers. uh, (laughs) As Trevor lies there dying, Gabriel slash Dracula takes steps to save his life the only way a vampire can. Hence, Alucard. That's quite quite an old boy situation but less mm-hmm. hot. I'm kind of spoiling the, the, the heck out of this game because it tells its story oh. in a very non-linear way where, yeah, you start out playing as Gabriel, fast forward to Simon, you play as Simon for a while, then it uh, rewinds a bit to the beginning of the adventure, but now you play through it as Alucard in a different part of the castle, and then it rewinds 30 years and you play as Trevor, and you get to see how this all went down and... uh I mean, you know, I can definitely tell you where it ends up. Join me in remaking this one. Join you. Look at me. You've made me a monster. Father, you made me like you. A creature that thirsts for blood, filled with hatred. You should have let me die that night. No matter. It all ends now. Let him go. This is between me and you. He is a Belmont. I will not suffer that bloodline to live any longer. That's Robert Carlyle as Dracula, by the way. Yay! Begby. Named actor. What is a man? Or, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no goals anywhere until we find out what cult did. <laughs> Begby or Daffy for you beach fans out there. Everybody loves the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. Nobody loves it. Sure. Especially not Leonardo DiCaprio. I think he spent the rest of his career atoning for it. <laughs> possible the environmental possible top destruction. Five. True. Possible True. top five idea here. Uh, top five Castlevania protagonists. Alucard's got to be the best to play us, oh, right? Yeah. Like, like sort of by I mean, he doesn't really, like... I, to, to me, part of the a big part of the appeal of Castlevania games is just the feel of the whip. And uh, Alucard, he can use a whip, but he's no good with it. Well, why would you want to do that? Um, 
And is that the one where you can just move the right stick and just like flail the whip around in any direction? Uh, some that's you mean you can do that in Symphony, can't you? Maybe you hold down a button. It Maybe. doesn't really do anything. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just... if you're playing as Richter, yeah, you can do it. Yeah. Um, it that came, comes from Super Castlevania Four, okay, where you can just like hold down the button and then like you know fling the whip around. And, yeah, yeah, it's it's very weak. It doesn't do much, but right. but it is kind of fun to just like hold it up high and uh, let it dangle down, and then like any Medusas that fly into you are just immediately vaporized. Hell yeah! So another top five idea: top five weapons in games that are actually. Just more dangerous for their users. Whip's got to be up there, right? Next mm. to nunchucks. In like, real whip life, and sure, nunchuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Two things. If you want to maim yourself more than enemies, probably, mm. you know. And again, uh, to, to, to put it in an old lament here, talking to my friend's kids who are in anime, re got into uh, cyberpunk because of Edge Runners, which is pretty good. Fucking obsessed with the Castlevania anime, and they've got so, nothing, nothing to buy. Yeah. I'm, I'm really shocked baffling. that they, like, how hard would it be to just like here way forward do an HD yes. remake of Castlevania Three with new sprites that look like the Netflix they show? Already made a great Contra. Let let somebody else do yeah. this if you're not mm-hmm. interested. You got all those collections that that uh, Game Boy Advance it's collection not nothing. is on oh, yeah. sale right now, or it was on sale for all the yeah. Halloween sale. The Advance hey. Collection has uh, Aria of Sorrow, which is like the best 2D Metroidvania style Castlevania. It's a bold statement. I, I I'm know. a Portrait of Ruin guy. I stand by it. If only because uh, that embodies pretty much myself. Mm, yeah, we can uh, hear that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but um, I did enjoy this more than I thought I was going to. I know a lot of people are pretty down on the whole Lords of Shadow reboot. No, this, you universe, reviewed this, the, didn't you? I did. You I gave this. A I gave it like a seven point five for OXM. The back HD when there was one an reviewed OXM. better than Lords of Shadow Two. Period. Yeah, people really hated Lords of Shadow 2. I should also say, I kind of liked Lords of Shadow 2. I really hated the stealth sequences. And I, I, from what I hear from other people, like some reviewers may have hung their low scores mainly on the stealth sequences, which are just really bad. But then the rest of the game's okay. I thought. I could be just wrong. Just a bad gaming trend for a while. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah. I play video games so I don't have to hide from enemies. I, these yeah. are power fantasies. I'm Dracula. But. Dracula does not hide from people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. <Yeah. laughs> um, anyway, uh, but let's move along to... Number four. You know we don't need you, right? Raina told Dell and me to do this, not you. Sorry, smart guy. Where she goes, I go. I don't need a babysitter, Uncle. Then call me a chaperone. How about I call you hungover? <laughs> oh, you got some chuff, boy, don't you? Uncle, you're obviously hungover. Actually, I'm still a little drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the kind of guy you want on your team with a gun. Thank you, Michael, for including this entry just for little old me. What is it? I don't even know what it is. These, is it these are not. Impact? These are not well loved games. Yeah, but it is, I it is Genshin Impact, actually. Yeah, um, Genshin Impact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, everyone no, knows I'll, number one fan, Matthew Allen. I'll play another clip that will uh, make it a little clearer for Chris exactly what this is. Dad, we need your help. I'm all done helping you. Ah. But this time I'm not running from the cog. Dell, you win this too? Waist deep. <sighs> you were supposed to keep him out of trouble. Now, you know that's not possible. I introduce myself, but you'll be leaving soon. I can do this now. Yeah. I'm a little man. Sick. Yeah, <laughs> Gears of War four and five. Yeah, um, holy shit, that well, is mostly man, four. 
on 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 thirty twenty ten, uh, we talk, we brought up uh, Halo Four is ten years old, and that for some reason is like, dude, I played every Halo, like all of it. I have never seen one frame of Halo Four. And you didn't uh, play Halo Four? No, hmm. no, and I also missed Gears Four. I think wait, it was four. Was four on the so, Xbox One or so four? Is that Judgment? Four was on three sixty. No, judgment was on three sixty. Yeah, four yeah. was on Xbox One. Right. Okay. I, th- I thought you were talking about Halo Four for a second. No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, uh, those are the games that were made after Microsoft bought them from from the original right. developers. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the reason I fought so hard for Ow. this to be one of the entries isn't. It's like Gears of War Four is fine. It, mm-hmm. It's a fine game. So is Five. But, like, it, it kind of embodies the list. Like, because this game was marketed as, like, you get to play as the son of Marcus Phoenix, J.D. Phoenix Just more. what two people on fucking DeviantArt always wanted. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's so funny because part of the criticism of this character, and the reason I wanted to include this is, like, J.D. has an interesting character arc in the games, but also sort of redemption arc in the public's view of him. Like, when he was the lead in 4... People kind of didn't like it because they're like, look, he quips too much. It's like a fucking Joss Whedon movie. He's way too pretty to be Marcus Phoenix's kid, right? He's he's just sort of bland protagonist. Like, even his look in 4, you're like, yeah, it just looks like, you know, generic NPC white video game character. Well, what the fuck? And and it's difficult to follow up like a series that's known for big beefy men grunting and being serious and grim. And then you you follow Um. it up with a Marvel movie banter. Hey, J.D., I rock, paper, scissors, you for it. Seriously? You're terrible at rock, paper, scissors. Uh, how can someone be terrible at rock, paper, scissors? Easily, because you always pick paper. Do I? Let's do it. Damn it. Yeah, he picked paper. It's like the fucking Troy and Abed of the Gears of War universe. Mm-hmm. That's, uh... No, but, but honestly, in like... The morning. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. But you you could sort of even tell, I was telling the guys, like, even Epic sort of gave up, or Microsoft, this was the the Coalition, I think is the name yeah. of the studio that does mm-hmm. this now. That Microsoft like, set up to handle all gears. H- halfway through 4, it's like, well, we know what you're really here for, and, like, Marcus yeah. comes along for the ride. Like, he yeah. become, he's an NPC, which is, you know, probably frustrating to a lot of people, but, like, you can kind of tell, like, they knew, like, yeah, people don't, maybe don't want to play as Marcus's son. They, they want and, Marcus to be there. Yeah, son. they want Marcus to be there and not the the stern dad lecturing his son about whatever. Yeah. Dad, yeah. you should look at this. No, you look. I warned you not to join the COG. What did you do? Dad, I told you. Don't go outside here. The COG will hunt you down again. What did you do? Just shut up and look. Shit. <laughs> Bite my shiny metal ass, son. And, and I like when they come to find him. He basically just like he's alone in his like childhood home or, or like his family mm-hmm. home, where he has all these security systems yeah, set I up. I forgot the phoenixes were rich, right? He's he's like fucking Clint Eastwood in uh you know get off my lawn yeah. type mm-hmm. of thing from like Grand Torino. Go away, he's dragon lady. <laughs> but he's uh so so. In four, in my day, we annoying. didn't find the resonator on our apps. We got to the resonator. <laughs> <laughs> so, like four JD is fine, but a lot of people didn't like him. So then, in five, they kind of swerve you. Mm-hmm. He's the playable character in Act One, and I'm going to give some major spoilers here. So, if you oh, haven't played these games, and want to play them? They're on Game Pass. Go, you know, oh. skip ahead about a minute. 
in five, he's playable in act one, but then that act ends with him kind of calling down the, the hammer. What is it called? The hammer, hammer of dawn. Hammer of dawn. Hammer of dawn and it like scars him. Yeah. Uh, and he reemerges throughout the rest of that game as an NPC. that kind of gets shunned by the other characters, sort of mirroring his real life arc of like people not liking the character. He has a shaved head now, like his dad got a big scar mm-hmm. and he, it gets revealed that like he has kind of this bad past where he called for the slaughter of civilians at one point, and that's oh, why he was running from the cog. Like he has this like dark past. So he's a war criminal. <laughs> yes, and then has a redemption arc throughout the game where you get to learn to like him more as the lead of that, of the, uh, the real lead of that game. Uh, Diaz, I forget her first name. Um, Kate, I think it's Kate. Yeah. So, but then. It's a big spoilers here for the end of five. Five ends with a choice. You have to choose if he will live or Dell will live. Like the, the the main antagonist in that game kills one of those two. Like which sets up major implications for the events of the eventual the Gear Six. Gear Six. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, okay, wow, they they went there. Like so, either you most people probably chose to let him live because it's Marcus Phoenix's kid, but in, in some people's games, like he's dead. Not coming I'll, back. I'll and, be I'll be amazed if they re- make that if they uh, that save carries over at some point. It's going to be like a force and leash situation where like they're going to make a decision. They're going to make a decision for you what's canonical and what isn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or yeah, but they'll it, do like you know a Mass Effect two comes to PS three sort of thing where yeah. like what do you think happened at the beginning of the game? But oh. but it is strange for a series. I'll be honest, a bit like Halo that has struggled with its identity since mm. its third entry. Like Gears three was awesome and then it was kind of like yeah for mm." Uh, he very much embodies that struggle in character form it's like yeah jd's kind of like do people really like this or not they they certainly don't like it as much as they like the original trilogy so yeah in my opinion that's why it it deserves a place on the list even if it's number i mean this is also in the news uh today i think pretty recently saying that uh like cliff bolzinski gave an interview and one of the things he said was that he thinks that Epic sold off Gears of War because they didn't know what to do with it. And it's like, yeah, right. they, they was before Fortnite came out, they needed uh, a cash infusion and like, hey, let's let's sell this off to uh, it's really Microsoft weird. and the Coalition. It was yeah. so good and definitive of that era of gaming. I'm not sure where you take it either. Every time I play it, like this is comfortably familiar, mm-hmm. but this isn't growing in ways that should keep a AAA franchise around for years. I know where you take it, and someone did, and they didn't fucking carry the baton. The 50 Cent game. Yes. Blood on the Sand was like, yeah. fucking, yeah, do that. That's a great formula. Mm-hmm. Gears with I'm 50 Cent. I'm a member of G-Unit. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Gear, Gears... Being uh, Tony Yayo. Gears 4 did give you a bit where you're in a mech, which controls exactly like the COG troops, and you're you're just smashing tiny little locusts as they're running all over the yeah. place, so... yeah. There is that, but uh, it also it also has the end of uh, new Ghostbusters movie moment where like we're gonna reunite the band. Hey, who loves you, Marcus? Woo! Been Woo! too long, Cole. Yeah, about ten years too long. You remember James? Yeah, I remember him being a lot smaller. <laughs> Everyone's small next to you, Uncle Cole. Uncle Cole? Excuse me, what? Didn't I give you enough toys when you were a kid? Oh, I've seen enough of your toys to last a lifetime. Thanks. His toys. Kate, Dell, meet Damon Baird, CEO of DB Industries, whose bots have been trying to kill us for the last 20 hours. Hey, whoa. And you're like, oh, that's why those robots are called DBs. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. also want to remind you, they did have a 
good campaign of get the of wars out. It's just gears now. Mm, that is yeah. what the right. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just as. gears. Gears five. Gears five. Meet Damon Beard, the lead of the, the game that nobody likes. And, uh, Judgment. Well, you yeah. could play as Marcus <laughs> Phoenix. We all know who the actual best new player was in that game. Of course, I'm talking about Terminator Dark Fate Sarah Connor, who was a free right. <laughs> free That's DLC right. at launch. Mm. And for the the horde mode. Back when I oh, had wow. cool neighbors, he's like, "Hey man, I got up for work at five in the morning, and you were playing some Terminator game. What's going on?" I'm like, no, that's Gears Five with Sarah Connor, gray hair edition. Uh, yeah, that's the only. I had the most time in Gears with Sarah Connor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I guess the machines won the war. Sure. Let's jump ahead to... Better than the Rift Worms. Number three. So Harry didn't tell you anything. Vitamin three. I guess he hid the truth to keep you on his side. Hey. When he met Sally. He's a pretty sneaky guy. Don't talk about my dad like that! Well, here's a game that you guys have admitted shamelessly. What? To not having much experience with, and a franchise, actually. Oh, good. Can I go? No. <laughs> no, you have to sit here and take your lumps. This is Silent Hill 3. Ah, Oh. Yeah. Oh. The second movie was based off Flawless. Yes, exactly. Flawless. Uh, so this Silent Hill took a weird trajectory. It's sort of like, imagine if Halloween 3 had been Halloween 2, and was also the best in the series. So Silent Hill 1 You really need connects... to be more specific. There's like mm. three Halloween 3s now. The originals. The originals. Uh, Remember when the Halloween the one? Season decided the it was going to be a... Uh, season of the Witch. There we go. An anthology. An, an anthology season. Yeah, thank you. Um, season of the Witch, yes, with the, the masks with the bugs. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Silent Hill 1 oh. was a story about Harry Mason, who's going to this town on a vacation with his adopted daughter, and she runs away. And so you have to search the town for his daughter, Cheryl. And it was kind of like one of the first dad games. Have you seen a little girl just turned seven last month? Short, black hair. My daughter. Sorry. The only person I've seen in this town is you. So, yeah, not the most scintillating dialogue, but it was the PS1 era. I I always joke about that, the dad game meme, because people are like, oh yeah, because game devs grew up and started having kids, so they created games about it. I'm like, we're through like the third or fourth generation of game devs since like... 80 at mm-hmm. this point like this has happened several times now yeah, like, it's it's really more that the the players that the audience were starting to grow up and they're like oh maybe yes. we can make games about our experiences fathers now that, that's a fucking find great an insight that no one has ever said michael yes it was more the players not, yeah. the, not the game yeah of course like you, you think they started out as babies come on uh but yeah so silent hill uh, that that first game gave way to Silent Hill 2, which was a completely different story about a guy who uh, gets a message from his dead wife to come back to this town where they'd stayed together. And then 3 actually picked up the story threads from 1, and you play as Heather Mason, who, I, I guess, spoilers for PS1 Silent Hill. Let me explain a little bit about the first game's plot. Harry Mason, who's after his daughter Cheryl, and Cheryl, we find out, is uh, is a girl that he and his wife found on the road near Silent Hill and decided to adopt, and she's actually, like, 
half the soul of this girl with psychic powers named Alessa, who's like calling out for help. And so at the end of Silent Hill, uh, a new child is created from like this fusion of the this this fractured soul that Harry again adopts and raises. And she is Heather Mason, the protagonist of Silent Hill 3. So it jumps ahead 17 years from the events of Silent Hill 1. And uh, you get this confused teenager who's discovering, you know, stuff about her own past as she's just, you know, being bombarded with like being sucked into a nightmare world and uh, monsters manifesting and chasing after her for God knows what reason. Something terrible happened in Silent Hill 17 years ago. Am I still friends with Carl? A woman named Dahlia. I'm sure that I'm still tried to summon the ancient god of the town. She offered up her very own daughter. That's crazy. Maybe so, but it worked. Oh no, it worked. And that's how Heather came into being. And uh, spoilers after the first, you know, couple of hours of Silent Hill 3. Heather, you know, first gets attacked and dragged into the nightmare world in a mall makes her way home. And she's like, dad, I have such crazy shit to tell you and finds hmm. the first game's protagonist, Harry Mason dead in his easy chair, sliced to I ribbons. I met a man and his name is period pyramid head, period head. I period. Right <laughs> yeah. Crimson period. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it is an allegory for that. So that's fine. Uh, Not really. I but. Apologize listeners. I hope you got some laughs mm-hmm. out of my inability <laughs> to do this right now. Um, uh, no pyramid head in Sand Hill 3, sadly. I it know. wouldn't be thematically appropriate anyway. But you do get, like, some crazy-ass baghead guy that you get to fight after confronting the real antagonist on the roof of your apartment building. If not for him, our dream would have come true. And then he took you away from us. I'll get you for this! another reason to fill your heart with hatred yeah explaining why she killed her dad and it's like oh yeah we we need to soften you up to make you a better sacrifice so uh here's this guy for you to fight bye come find me in silent hill if you survive and yeah it's claudia wolf and, and like there's all this weird like childbirth imagery like they want her to birth a new god like like uh, her her previous self, Alessa did. But, Jack Kirby, yeah. But yeah, the uh, the things did not end so great for the previous god. But in the end, that god was killed by a single person. My father, Harry Mason. I guess it wasn't much of a god if it could be killed by a human being. Yeah, that's that's always the the thing to come away with from all these video games where it's just like, oh no, this thing will destroy the world. It's like, it couldn't even destroy one person. <laughs> Every video game threat is like, it can be killed by literally one guy. Yeah, yeah. usually in, in these J-Hara games, it can be killed with uh, three rocket launcher shots mm-hmm. in almost the exact yeah. same sequence in every game. Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. going to say either that or um, pattern recognition and a dodge button. Yeah, pretty much was yeah. its downfall. <laughs> oh, and, 
I'm going to attack it with its one weakness, a steel pipe. <laughs> a shotgun blast. Silent Hill 3 is great. I, I think pretty much every game in that series pales next to Silent Hill 2. But uh, it, it, was a, it was a fun little, you know, return to the roots. It's like, no, the, it is not all metaphor. The monsters are literal. <laughs> We're going back to the mythology that we built up in the first game. There is no dog pulling levers behind the scenes. <laughs> where, where do you stand? On, why no Silent Hill 1 remake? There was a Silent Hill 1 remake. There was? Shattered Memories. Or Sharded Memories, as you like to call it. Charted Memories, yes. Is that the one you could talk to the Wii remote? Yes, or talk to you. But yeah, it's a, it's a, the same story, except that you can't fight the monsters. You have to run from them. As and, long as it was on the best possible system, mm-hmm. I, I have no need to complain. Yeah. Yes, the, <laughs> the PSP. <laughs> but also... I, I don't know. Matt sent me some uh, PlayStation instructions. I'm like, Matt, this is for the Vita. Like, does this <laughs> yeah. still apply? Like... <laughs> Did I send you Vita? It was Vita, Vita? instructions. Mm-hmm. But whatever, it was very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> They're ulti- they, but they are still kind of the same. Just yeah, you I do mean, them yeah, online. It's, it's a similar UI. Sure. Yeah. Um, anyway, Silent Hill 3 is good, but uh, if you want real horror that'll make you question your place in the universe, you want... Number two. We traveled across the entire country to bring me to the Fireflies. I had so many questions for them. Why did you pull me out of there while I was still unconscious? Because I let them run their tests. And when I saw that they were useless, I got us out of there. How do you know they were useless? Maybe if you you just would have given them more time, they could have figured something out. There was no cure. This one's a little debatable. This is a cheat, man, yeah. A little bit of a cheat because, like, well, she's not really his daughter. She's his adopted daughter. Right. Uh, Ellie is Joel's adopted daughter, and in many ways, it's because he tends to, you know, even years later, still project his daughter a little bit onto her. What a rude implication. That's my girl. Sorta. <laughs> I mean, she would be his adopted yeah. daughter if adoption agency still yeah, existed. Yeah, and, I, and I, I don't want to cast any shade on, you know, um, teenagers who get adopted. Like, yeah, you're still you're still their kid. But in a libertarian society where you don't let a government ordain whose kid you can and can't have. Yeah, I guess that's the thing that they never quite say exactly like, wait, do they consider themselves father and daughter? They act that way, but they okay. never like say it. There's like a scene in the beginning of two where she's a little resentful that he sometimes acts like that. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. But but then again, yeah, that's every teenager the toward their actual parents. That's so. true. Right. That's true. That's right. a good point. And it's just, uh, you know, seriously, in the zombie apocalypse, anybody who wants to take care of anybody and isn't fucking kids, mm-hmm. I will turn a blind eye to. I just yeah. don't care. Yeah. Thank you for taking care of another human being in this yeah. terrible, terrible world. I mean, Please, Chris. At- these are not zombies. These are I know. fungus zombies, so they're fugazi. They're fugazi. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> or as I call them, clickrars. And, and sure. by the way, who, who may as well not be in the second game at all. No, no, very, very few like sequences almost with none. those fucking things. <laughs> yeah. Almost like, none. Yeah. But my favorite one is that you can, uh, that, that area in like the the subway or whatever, the wrecked subway where you can like Pop throw jump. a noisemaker and just have them descend on the uh, the wolf enemy guys, like the humans yeah. that you're hunting. 
Is that when it's all red? Like, yes. Get the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking, like, you, you're talking about uh, if you take care of another human in the post-apocalypse, like, you know, Lee and Clementine had a similar arrangement where it's like, well, Lee's not really Clementine's dad in the Walking Dead Telltale series, but uh, she describes him as that later on, like, you know, when she takes over as the playable character in later episodes. That that could have been a, another potential one here, so I'll just settle for shouting it out here. <laughs> um uh. But, you know, who can tell with these episodic games what constitutes a sequel exactly? Well, just, just, Is it season but, two? But Lee's patronage, and I'm sure that's the mm. right word, uh, didn't last very long in the course of no. how big that Patreon. series Patreon.com slash laser time. Yeah, mm. there you go. <laughs> Lee, Lee's our top patron. We're wrapping up uh, Child's Play, Elm Street Nightmare mm-hmm. Season 3. Lee is thrilled. Mm. How appropriate. Mm. We're talking Lee about will kids. remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, Last of Us 2, an, an awful thing happens toward the beginning of the game. Uh, I think enough people have been mad about it online that it's not really a spoiler anymore. But if you've admit, if you've managed to uh, avoid spoilers up to this point, we're going to try and dance around it a little bit. So they just get to get away with this? Nobody wants that. Yeah, but that's what's happening. If it were you or me, Joel would be halfway to Seattle already. No, he wouldn't. He absolutely fucking would be. No, I don't think he would. I think he's too yeah. tired. Yeah, he's he like, was, oh, just not let it sort itself out. Not, not, not let it sort itself out. But we have so many other things to decide on how to survive mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Figuring out ways where we're guaranteed not to survive for petty acts of revenge. Why the Look, game is so so fun to talk about? Yeah, as we've seen in that game's opening act, they have it good enough that. They have PlayStation 3s uh, with full libraries of Sony games in their their individual houses. They have you all, know, they have all- I, I don't need to go to Seattle. The grunge phase kind of burned out after the 90s, and honestly, it rains there a lot. Yeah, I, that, you know, that well, doesn't seem not really seem much for, fungus. for a Pearl Jam fan these days. That, that doesn't really seem conducive to a fat fungus. Haley, what am I going to do in Seattle? So subscribe to PlayStation Plus Extra. We got all the ape escapes we need right here on this <laughs> PS3. <laughs> <laughs> they have to make their premium online services out of twigs and bark. Now give me that guitar. I'm going to cover some pearl. I busted out some church glass. You put it on. It almost looks like this siphon filter games in HD. <laughs> Are you ever going to say siphon filter correctly? What did I say? What did I... Siphon. What, how do you say it? You say it. Siphon. Like I'm siphoning gasoline oh, out of a make, tank. It does make more sense. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first. You time. say it like an alien fucking sci-fi shooter. Like welcome to siphon. I love filter. the siphon filter on the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> Lo- love me some Spafon filter and some Squatron filter and uh... Metal Gear Solid uh, was way better on the PS2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not an alien. Quick, quick aside. You, you know, a uh, friend of the show, Tony Wilson, comes on and he has the Tyrak character. Mm-hmm. There is a, a like an online website I hear advertisements for on sports talk radio that's called like tirerack.com, but every time they read it, I just think of Tony reading ads for that, like I am Tyrack. Come to framework on YouTube. <laughs> um but part of what makes Ellie's arc interesting, it's not just the the passing of the torch to the next generation, which by the way, the first game swerves you into thinking it does late in the game where you're you're playing as Joel for most of the game mm. and then suddenly you're playing as Ellie and Joel's nowhere in sight and like, oh, is 
Is it that he died and now the torch is being passed to the next generation? Uh, spoilers. Nah. But, um... Yeah, but also you get a fucking bow and arrow, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Ellie, Ellie, you know, had to come up in a difficult... In, in a very, you know, hard world where it's difficult to survive. She had to make a lot of rough choices and, uh, you know, kind of... As, as much as she has a soft spot, like, she really wishes that uh, she had been able to cure the cordyceps infection and help people. Um, she still is pretty callous when it comes to the preservation of individual human life. And uh, yeah, she, she goes places over the course of this game. Where's Abby? I'm fucking dead anyway. Why would I tell you anything? <coughs> because I can make it quick. Or I can make it so much worse. Yeah. And then she starts torturing. Swinging yeah. that pipe. I, I guess if I wanted to give it thought, which I don't, because I don't want to just sit there and get sad, but mm -hmm. uh, it is a bit ironic that the person who's supposed to be the savior of humanity in the first game becomes like this psychopathic killer that kills a ton of human beings. As, as many as the game can throw at you, pretty much, mm -hmm. in a second. She is, yeah. She's gone over the edge and to the point where, you know, got spoilers for two and stuff like, I won't spoil it, but the people around her that she loves and that love her have to distance themselves from her. Let's just say yeah, that. Yeah. She, um, she's gone over the edge. Yeah. I remember thinking like both of this tweet that I, I saw once and, and like the, the game's central message seems to be, you know, if, if you're going to look for revenge, dig two graves. And then, yeah, yeah but there, then there's that tweet someone wrote that it's just like, dude, I'm going to kill a hell of a lot more than two people. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, this isn't just about Abby. I'm going to kill my way through this entire stupid Jingo militia uh, and anyone else who gets in my way. But I, I do feel like, you know, Last of Us Part Two, as we talked about in the spoiler cast, it almost feels like there's some ludo narrative dissonance, not the way I play that game. Everyone fucking dies. Mm. Ellie is a very thorough killer when I'm in control. But every time she gets out of an area, she like the the cutscene takes over and she like dashes through the door, hurriedly slams it behind her and locks it so that nobody can follow. And so it's like this seems to suggest that she is hiding and running rather than uh, fighting her way through. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not in Michael's world. No, nothing to worry I'm about there. Very bent the on revenge. Open. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, leave it open. There's no one will be coming. No, no. It's... I made sure of that. Mm -hmm. And if they do, let them come. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I have wait. plenty of ammo. No, it's a Last of Us game. I don't. I don't have mm -hmm. plenty of ammo. Oh, yes, that's true. But... No, I feel like 2 was pretty generous that's with true. all of the killing mm -hmm. uh, material. Yeah, and you can like, oh, ammo? You need more ammo? Yeah, and I can craft automatic <laughs> artillery out of a squirt can. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> need, need a gas canister to light people on fire or explode them mm -hmm. by all means be our guest maybe you'd like to kill some dogs no maybe you'd like to kill some handlers and listen to the dogs mourn yeah <laughs> maybe, maybe you'd like to get to know the dog mm -hmm. after you kill it to yeah. uh, make you yes. feel like shit uh-huh so that when you get back to that scene you're like ah i saw ah, fuck now i'm having to think about the value of human life god damn it i hate this so yeah. much oh yeah uh, good swerve mm -hmm. good swerve 
Oh, yeah. Swerve should be my favorite MTV VJ, but I don't think they've had VJs in like 30 years. No, I don't think they've had V's in 30 years. <laughs> um, Just J's. It's been off. Yeah. But Last of Us 2, if this is number it's two horse on horse racing list. as far as the eye can see. <laughs> <laughs> the camera has to keep panning down. They're all so short. <laughs> anyway, uh, if this is number two on our list, what could possibly be... We'll catch the crown killer eventually. People are saying it's you, that these assassinations are a misguided effort to protect me. No, someone's trying to make us look guilty by targeting your enemies. I wish I could just run away from all this. Sometimes you do. You think I don't know about your nights out on the rooftops? Courage. The ceremony will be over soon. Royal protector and father. I should have passed a law against that combination of titles years ago. Uh, what is this? That was Corvo Atano. Mm-hmm. This would be Dishonored 2. Is this yes. a cheat? I didn't know he was opposites. a real dad. Oh. He, he is her real dad. That is established. Well, it's, it's hinted at, and then uh, there is a point in one, or several points, actually, she draws sometimes, and one of the drawings that she leaves on a table is uh, clearly supposed to be you, and it just says, Daddy. Under oh it. wow! Okay. Yeah, so, so she's but she's like a princess. She's right? yes, yeah, she's the the daughter of the empress, and you're like the the royal protector. So you're like the the empress's bodyguard in the first game, and the empress gets assassinated in front of you. You get framed, and uh, her daughter Emily, the princess, is kidnapped, and you eventually have to save her, but not before you get this endearing little greeting. Wow, you're back. Will you tell me about your trip, please? Were there any whales? Wait! Let's play hide-and-seek first. I'll cover my eyes and you hide. You have time? Mother's busy talking to that nasty old spy master. Um, I put this at number one over Last of Us Part 2, partly because, like, I feel like Emily, like, if you're playing as Emily, you have a bit more agency to decide what kind of person she is because dishonored has that uh, alignment system more or less where like you're playing as low chaos or high chaos like if you're playing low chaos you're trying to stay out of sight you're not leaving bodies behind you're not killing people um if you're playing high chaos you do not give a shit you will cut down anyone in your path and yeah. uh leave a trail of bloodshed for anyone to find and come after you and also get killed themselves and the world will actually get better or worse depending on your approach like if you're playing high chaos like uh i think in the first game there were like uh rats that would multiply and, i was just and about get to say everywhere. as i yeah. refer to this it's uh fewer rats or more rats yeah the, the, yeah. the higher the chaos there's just a and shit ton of rats in this it's like these yeah these awful parasitic flies that are all over the place that are super gross and huge uh and i hate them and i do love also the villain in dishonored 2 or one of the villains is played by uh vincent d'onofrio at his most kingpiniest your Imperial Majesty and Royal Protector Corvo Atano, a native of our homeland, Sarconis offers condolences on this sorrowful day and gifts to remind you of our nation, the rising star on the southern horizon. We thank you, Your Grace. Save your thanks, for now I give you the greatest gift of all, family. I present the lost sister of Jessamine Caldwin, your rightful empress. 
Delilah Caldwin. So yeah. yeah he brings, holy dog shit. Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Back off. Back off. I did it. Mm-hmm. I can do a perfect Vin Diesel family with my voice like this. Oh, let's do it. Let's mm-hmm. do it. <clears throat> family. There it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's pretty good, did right? You, yeah. Did you see? Did you see the meme of like? Here's what the original man most likely looked like, and it just looked like Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> I I like that. Uh, um, uh, the, the arc two key art is is uh, correct. Then yes, yes. <laughs> Vin, uh, Vincent Nofrio. I thought he was going to be doing like Kingpin, but it, it sounds like his Men in Black villain went to speech therapy. Hmm. It sounds great. <laughs> it, it also sounds exactly like that's the same delivery he was using for Kingpin at the time. A little bit. No, yeah. it was much, much darker. Hmm. Do you have any sugar or water? Yeah, not the one with the stuff in his mouth. I'm mm-hmm. Corvo from Solar Opposites. I don't <laughs> confusing all my pop culture now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, these games are great. I, I'll be honest, I don't pay that much attention to the story. I'm mostly there for the game. I, yeah, the gameplay is amazing. I think it's one of the better franchises to marry story and gameplay oh, yeah. together in a way that makes it one of the better franchises of the modern era. But I think, isn't it like eight years since there's been another entry and it's probably a dead franchise? This was 2016. It was so. Oh, was? So, I was yeah, 2014. Years. One of the weirdest things, and you heard it there in the clip Michael played. Weird obsession with whales in this franchise. Oh, yes. Just fucking, it's like a whale-driven economy. Yeah, well, like, you know, 19th century uh, economy was, like, whale oil was, like, a huge business True. back in the day. and uh, Or it's an alternate universe yes. where they're the ones who sent the sh- the spaceship full of whales back to Star Trek board. Or, or this is a crossover with Death Stranding, and all the whales become dead things. Yeah, the beach things. Beach well, things. the the whales in this are fucking terrifying. By the way, they are like they they call them whales, but they're actually like grotesque, carnivorous, giant monsters. <laughs> they're just oh. people who spend a lot of money on mobile games. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, so it's how they were described in Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Like if kinda, you read yeah. the book and know that whale scene, yeah. it's <laughs> it well, describes. Also, it's interesting that uh, you say that there hasn't been a new entry in eight years, bec- or well, however many years since twenty sixteen. Because DLC, right, uh, standalone. Yeah, well, no, there, 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 it wasn't standalone DLC. It was another game called Death of the Outsider. It was just a smaller one. Mm. Uh, but also, Deathloop has officially been recognized as part of Dishonored's uh, canon and universe. Oof. Like this is the nineteen fifties or sixties of. Uh, you know, of Dishonored's 1890s. Okay, 18th. I'll take that. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. I would mm-hmm. much prefer a shared universe. Like, let me fill in the gaps, watch cool YouTube videos, and don't make me view cutscenes while I'm trying to play a game. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Yep. Please do that. The Arcaneverse or whatever. Like, Arcane that does pretty good world building. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not kidding. I yeah. think Dishonored's some of the best world building. One of the better franchises. Ever. And I've never finished any of the games, but I've started them and played for dozens of hours and had a great I'm time. I'm the same. I'm the yeah, same. Yeah. I have not finished any of those games. Love yeah, them. Yeah. Very close. I mean, you can play as Emily or as Corvo in this. I feel like Emily is the canonical choice because whoever you don't pick immediately gets turned into a marble statue and uh, then you, you, know, you have to save them at the end of the game. But it's like, well, if you're adding a new character and... This seems important to her story. I don't think she should be sidelined again. I think she should be the the action hero and get to do cool things off in Karnaka. And uh, if you get your chaos high enough and kill enough people, you get to give this speech over a PA system to the people of this land that you're visiting. I came here to Karnaka 
the jewel of the South, with one purpose in mind. To depose the Duke of Sirkonos. To make him pay for his treason against me. But also, for his crimes against you, the people of this great nation. I am your Empress, but my father is Sir Conan, and your blood flows through my veins. I will leave you now and return to Dunwall, but know this, Duke Luca Abel is dead. And I plunged my knife into him multiple times, probably. Oh. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I came here to depose dukes and chew bubblegum. <laughs> and I, we, are all out of bubblegum. That's all I could think of when I heard her say that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not a bad ending for somebody who the last game uh, set up like this at the end. What will history tell us? That the daughter of a murdered empress ascended the throne up a mountain of corpses, carried by an assassin named Corvo? No. They'll say that little Emily Caldwin I came to power in an age of terror and corruption, and that she did her best in a world that is not kind to little girls or empresses. And then she created her own mountain of corpses to climb up. Thank you very much. What will history tell us... uh, uh... Nancy Pelosi's glass is broken from the inside. I just dropped the pupa. I'm Corvo. This is And if if I remember correctly, they make a bold choice here in that like Emily has different powers than Corvo or can yes. like has a different skill tree which is like yeah. man that's a lot of development resources just wasted at that point. You have to yeah. choose one or the other. That you can't players, go back and forth. Players will never see the other uh, mm-hmm. power set unless they start up a new game, which a lot of people do because there are incentives to play Dishonored different ways like True. You can think up like creative kills for all your assassination targets, or you can uh, work to find like for every single one has like a non-lethal way to take them out. That is usually a fate worse than death. Like here's this brilliant inventor. You could kill him or you could put him into his own invention that will completely wipe his memory and destroy all of his knowledge. And isn't that a worse punishment than, uh, you know, just a quick stab through the face? I think they figured that out with Deathloop. We talked about, like, Deathloop is a... These are all clockwork games Mm -hmm. where every level sort of operates same timing, people doing the same things, and it's like, yeah, you want to go back and say, well, what if I did this? What if I tried this? And Deathloop actively encourages you to do that versus Dishonored, which is like, well, once you make that choice, you gotta play through the game again to see what would have happened there. And Deathloop's like, no, just fucking uh, reset the day and play through that day again. You'll see exactly what happened. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that approach better. Like, it lets you play around with all the variables as much as you want. Uh, yeah, and it frankly, it means they don't have to build as many levels or as much content because you're just, it encourages people to loop through the same ones over and over. Mm-hmm. I think, I hope they have landed upon their formula and they keep doing stuff like Deathloop. Uh, we shall see. They've never been in a better position to do it now that they are not required to make any direct revenue off of their games. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, it's great, great to Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was such a weird deal because that one was, I think, the last PlayStation exclusive from Bethesda before the deal kicked in. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know if any of these. I think this franchise is great, and I don't know if they were any, if they were bank breakers or anything like that. I think they're very expensive to make. They feel like very expensive mm-hmm. games. And they, they came out the very, like the very last of the PS360 era. The very yeah, last. They're, days. They, they're also. Uh, I hate to say, I think they might have limited appeal. Like they seem to appeal to very core core gaming audience oh yeah for sure uh anyway very fucking cool like people to us uh, right up our alley 
Absolutely. Yeah. Lots, lots to play around with in Dishonored. But uh, so that is our top five sequels starring the Heroes Kids. Hope you enjoyed it, but we need to take a little break. So when we come back, we're going to talk about some news, some new releases, some other stuff. So stay tuned. So now what should I do? I'm strong out. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. But I want to talk about good cartoons. Talk, talk about, about a good cartoon. A good experience. A movie I have seen three times. What? What? I've seen three times. Yeah, I've seen it twice already. Uh, that's Chippendale Rescue. What the fuck? I, I'm supposed to be the, like the diehard here. Jesus Christ. It, it is, I, does seem like a movie custom made for you, though, Chris, because it's like yeah. the sequel to Roger Rabbit. We never it is It is Roger Rabbit, and I, I don't say this with cynicism, it's Roger Rabbit for uh, millennials and Gen Xers. Uh, yeah. and, and, and just because, like, you know, I didn't want to spoil things for Michael. I was just like, Trying to say, like, you're not going to see Mickey, and you're not going to see Donald, really. But, like, dude, there's schnookums in meat in the end credits, for fuck's sake. I don't think that's been acknowledged by Disney in any way ever. But there's, like, they're just, boom, there in the end. It's fucking crazy. It, it, uh, some of those cameos that they got and are the, so, yeah. just Randy Marsh is in a... Randy Marsh is, Randy in Marsh a fucking, is chilling in his sauna. In a, in a sauna room. I was... I, I got... With uh, two of the three little pigs. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment, where we're just going to dive headlong into that segment that you and I know and love as... We offered Michael four thousand dollars to record that, and he turned us down. Yeah, yeah. said final offer. He said mm. no. Yeah, uh, I, I barely like to take a victory lap, but boy, were we all right about that assertion? Holy shit, something else was going on, and that oh, woman yeah. turned out to be uh, kind of someone I don't care about anymore. It's mm, now. I think we covered last week. It's like the, there's more to that story, and the, her phrasing was of bayonetta. Her phrasing was 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 in such a way that it's like, oh well. Yes, it may have been that her final offer was four grand, but she had been offered more before that. So whatever. Mm. No, or she was offered four grand per session for multiple sessions, and then said instead of buying Bayonetta three, donate to these charities, many of which are anti-abortion and anti-woman. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yes. Whoa. Oh yes. She's no longer any and someone anybody wants to champion in any way because she's revealed herself to be a liar. Hmm. Not only a liar, but a person who likes bad things. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Man. a shame. Uh, uh, so, allegedly, I'll say because but I love the that game, game is pretty good, right? Yes. I yes. yes, heard great things about Bayonetta yeah. three. No, it's Hill awesome. Is, I, I, it's pretty I, great. I yeah, I haven't been this excited about a game for a real long time, and I haven't been able to dig that much into it. I'm pretty annoyed that every 
God damn, there are a lot of cutscenes in Bayonetta when it opened. Of course. Like hours. Yes. Hours. Of course. It's always been the way. Mm-hmm. But, 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 like, I remember uh, just a long time ago when Brett was one of the first... Brett, um, I won't say his last name because we hate each other mm-hmm. and we're currently suing one another. Yep, um, yep, yep. None of that is true, Reddit, by the way. As, as they, <laughs> as they, as they say in the industry, uh, creative differences. None of that is true. Uh, but Brett was yelling about the Wii and how it would be, like... If they're not going to be HD now, they're going to be two generations behind by the time they follow it up. And like, fuck, this looks terrible. <laughs> like, oh, really? Doesn't look great? Yeah. Like I, well, like, I took yeah. so many screenshots of like, I cannot believe how like awful the Are you playing handheld or are you at least playing Doc? No, I'm playing Doc. Playing Doc. And, and it does the thing, like, I feel like every time a Switch game tries to look realistic, there's something like a little bit washed out about it. Uh, this one in particular, like... There's a lot of moments where the action's like really big and your character is really tiny on screens. Like I can't even imagine what this would look like in handheld oh, mode. Boy, I'm guessing I'm guessing this game caps at 30 frames per second. This got to be right. Like there's um, no way. I don't know. It seems to move pretty fast. Yeah, I think I, like that's the thing. When the gameplay is moving, it's kind of fine. But like the first hour, you're going to be watching cutscenes with these uncanny valley Joker creatures in 710p or some shit. Uh, with with horrible effects and like it's a cruise ship riding a wave through Manhattan mm-hmm. which should be epic because the last Bayonetta game was fucking unbelievably epic also started out in Manhattan almost the exact same way yeah and there and, there were moments in the, the beginning of the game uh, where also like fighting and then the camera pans away from the fighting to focus on this hit. yeah and it's like i see in this tiny little corner of the screen those little rose icons that when you hit get pop up it's like i'm i'm still fi- what the hell pause what the action if you're, you're gonna take us, the camera Michael, away you, you would like feel your controller rumble as you were mm-hmm. getting yeah. hit during a cutscene. Yeah. it yeah. was very um i was gonna ask when we will get this on the other platforms like you know over under but then oh, i never. remembered like nintendo. nintendo is involved with the publishing but but i i know they released the pre didn't they release two on steam eventually i don't think so i need to look that up they they did re-release it on switch but I, no I they released one on steam and switch yeah i think two okay. is still two was a switch a switch, switch? exclusive yeah mm-hmm. i think and um, i think three well must originally be well. wii u exclusive but yeah Wii yeah. U exclusive. God, those are fun. Wii Universe. Tune in. They're about yep. to on the season finale. But uh, but it's good, right? In terms of the action. Oh, no, no. Like combat, those are the like... big upfront complaints. Everything else is like, this is sort of like what I wish Devil May Cry was all the time. That's what I was going to say. I mean, these have, to me at least, always been Devil May Cry's spiritual successors with lots of flash and style and just... Violence. It's, it's all about well, it's, but it's mm-hmm. like style, stylish violence, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I want to look cool as fuck. Violence. There. Thank you. <laughs> thank I you, mean, Ultimate you're shooting, <laughs> Isn't it her high heels or guns or yes. some shit like that? Like, yeah. Yes. She it's has. I, I, I don't know if it's still the same. Like you know, but it, Bayonetta is basically the spiritual successor to Devil May Cry. So of course, mm-hmm. all the you know weapons are named instead of Ebony and Ivory. She has Scarborough Fair, which are four guns called Rosemary Sage. Uh, parsley, sage, rosemary, rosemary and, thyme. and thyme. Yeah, and just, so just yeah. herbs like from your fucking herb cabinet, as the British would say. It's a reference to the Simon and Garfunkel song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you as been Ebony to and Scarborough were... Fair? No. Parsley, sage, rosemary, oh and oh thyme. My. Matt, I will send you the state sea monkey <laughs> sketch as soon as this is over. That's the only reason I know that song. Hmm. 
Michael and I saw Paul Simon live together. That's what? true. Why are you just telling me now? How was I not invited? We wanted you to feel betrayed. You were uh, no longer <laughs> living in San Francisco. We couldn't get you invited. This is also true. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Bayonetta 3. Um, awesome. Like once it ramps up, it gets really, really good. Uh, you're introduced to a new character, Viola, who's like a traveler through the multiverse. And of course, we're bringing multiverse stuff into Bayonetta. Why not? Why and, not make Bayonetta more batshit? Yeah, and so like in like when she's introduced, she has to watch her universe's Bayonetta be destroyed, like it just shatters into a bunch of red crystals by uh, this human who's like using an army of homunculi because he wants to collapse all realities into one reality. And uh, who, who is he? The uh, editor in chief of Marvel? Yes, uh, <laughs> it's, it's Kevin. Uh, as seen on She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Um, but, uh, so, like, early on, uh, she summons one of her demons to uh, eat this, like, the devour of the divine, to, to eat this giant monster. And it just sort of pauses and sits there and, like, you know, Rodan shows up and it's like, oh, if it doesn't have the divine sauce, it's not on the menu or whatever. And, like, it, it doesn't know what to do with this thing because it's not an angel. You're not fighting angels anymore. Now they're just the, these man-made creations. Um, but you do get to do cool stuff like take control of the giant demons that you summon temporarily. There's a bit where, like, um, one of them... What, what is it called? The big, the big dragon-looking thing she summons, Chris? Do you remember? Godzilla. No, it's not Godzilla. Cool. No, mm. it's something else. But no, I don't remember any of those terms. But I know what you're talking. But like that's yeah. part of the the joy of Bayonetta. Like I don't. Does she summon? Yeah. No, she she's always summoned. But they've been like part of super moves. And now now you can do it at will. You can control the things while they're summoned directly. Yeah. As like you can still get hit. But if you're standing back, like you're just controlling this monster that's moving around on screen, has various moves. There's a bit where I think yeah, she teleports into another universe's Tokyo. And it starts out like on a subway and then or on a train and then the trains get smashed apart by monsters. And so uh, as this monster, uh, she's, you know, you go surfing down all these buildings as they're collapsing and uh, just at yeah, super it, high I, speeds. And at one point, the monster is wearing boats like shoes so that it can zip, zip, <laughs> zip down a river at high speed. I, I don't want to shit on Devil May Cry because I, I've loved the last two. Include I mean by that I mean DMC and five. I thought they were amazing. But my 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 joy of Bayonetta is because playing PS2 games, it's what I always imagine. Like, why aren't we just doing this? Why is a Godzilla creature not wearing boats for shoes? Will I jump off their shoulders oh, and kill it's people? It's called Gamora, like the Gamora. City. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course. Thanos sacrificed her to get the yeah, reality gem. But now I'm realizing oh Gamora is actually kind of similar to Godzilla. Gamora, Gojira. See? I was yeah. right. Oh, God, I'm taking a victory lap. <laughs> is there right? salt involved? What's going on? Mm-hmm. But Bayonetta is one of my favorite franchises, and it's like it's just bizarre to me that it's like, it's still not cheap. I look today, like the Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2 is still like 45 bucks. Yeah, well, uh, it came on, out on relatively sale. recently. Yeah. No, it didn't. For sw- the Switch version did. I guess, I guess so. It is, I think, still the last game the Laser Time YouTube channel has streamed. Wow. I, I was going to ask, like, I hate to say it, Platinum, sometimes we, we can tell there's the A team and the B team and maybe the C team, but Platinum, sounds like this one got the A team? Well, well part of the reason I didn't uh, believe, 
not believe, but I, I, I wasn't sure what homegirl voice actors telling us something her story was, because no matter what, this is Nintendo first party. They're not going to release a dud. They're not going to release a bomb. There's Nintendo first party money behind this. We know what that means. Mm-hmm. That means Nintendo polish, and it's got that. It's totally got that. And and I, I, Michael and I were talking about frustrations, but like it's like Devil May Cry, and that it's not punishing. It just doesn't reward you if you're not varying up your moves. You can still beat the shit out of people, but like you'll feel like you're getting the shit into the stick if you're not doing it stylishly. And I think mm-hmm. that's great. That's a great optional way to uh, progress through an intricate game like Bayonetta. Yeah, love it, love it, and and also like yeah, Devil May Cry. Like the uh, the guns are mostly like combo they're like the manuals yeah. in tony hawk like you use them to keep a combo going while you're moving between enemies or they're, they're like they're like range uh like i'm gonna shoot you from across the screen to make you attack me mm-hmm. um yeah it's dope yeah, yeah. It, it's dope it's one of my it's it, like it's still at this point i think it's pound for pound the best game series in video gaming wow every bayonetta to me is a 10 everyone seriously a 10 out of three. 10 in our hearts no, no, but I, but you're you're sort of with me though, Michael. There's not a bad Bayonetta. There's no, t- there's small wow. complaints, but like yeah. they are amazing fucking games. Yeah, they are. Mm. And uh, this and one also like once once it really gets going, once you get past the introductory sequence, like you get like I had to look up like wait a second, is this open world? Because you get these big open levels that uh you know you can you you have a lot of leeway to explore. There's a lot of side shit to do in them. There's like a lot of little collectibles to hoover up like these uh flowers or mushrooms or something that keep reappearing and uh yeah just uh you know and you're wandering along and all of a sudden like ooh, the traditional walled off encounter and now i have to fight several waves of demons or whatever and get a score and uh again you can you can uh later on you can play as viola and her her main summon demon that she's uh allied with is is it looks like totoro it's called cheshire and uh yeah just just like a big chubby thing that in 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 it, the cut scene where it's it's introduced it's just sort of like they're all hanging out in rodan's bar and this thing is just sort of like slumping around in the background and you're like oh i guess that's just some somebody they know part of the decor or something and finally someone turns around and acknowledges like will you tell me what the hell this thing is <laughs> it's like ah oh, it's a nice little lamp shading moment yeah, tell, tell Joe Pesci what this is they didn't mm-hmm. even bother to license a goddamn real New York baseball team for me yeah <laughs> uh, poor uh, Enzo it's, it's it's flawless it's it might mm-hmm. be the Switch game uh shit because I, I I'm playing stuff on other platforms but like I'm the most I played the Switch is right now because of Mario and Rabbids and Bayonetta. And that is not the case for the first 10 months of that platform. I never turned on my Switch. Hmm. And, and and it's an exciting time if you're a Switch owner. It will be great. I don't know. There, there's certain visual things I don't know that can be fixed with a sim- simple remaster. But the, to me, that's the big bummer about Bayonetta 3 is that it's locked to this. Yeah sub 1080p platform in the midst of us all getting series x's and ps5 it it does make me really long for like okay guys it's been five years it's time to like we need an upgrade on this hardware it's time right it was it was already not up to the up to par of an xbox one or ps4 Mm -hmm. and now we're two years into the next next 
Jim. Yeah. I think you say that because of the kind of game this game is, though. Is like this is a very core gamer. Oh yes, game, right. And this is right. the kind of game I, you, I don't you see want it as, as being a, a PS5 big system PS5. mover, but like a, 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 a one of those quiver in Nintendo's arsenal. Like we yeah. have this exclusively for people who like it. And I, I at this point, even if I hated Mario and Zelda, like I would pick up any Nintendo platform to play a Bayonetta game. They really are. There are three of them. There are only three of them. There's not like a three advanced gold. There are only three mm. of them, and they're all flawless. They're all really fun games to play through over and over. Hmm. And a third one is no exception. It's even better than... I think it, it... You tell me, Michael. You played more than me. Is it better than the previous one? I mean, I never got very far into the previous one either. I feel like it's doing more than the previous one. I, I, I beat the shit out of the second one. and But hmm. I, I, I feel more of the same vibes, but also like... No, this is improved gameplay yeah. wise. It's just like all those things you think. It, it feels like it should have been a next gen game. As yeah. it, fe- it was. It was. It was in the. I mean, I don't was, feel like it's chugging on the hardware. I just keep thinking like this would look so much better on a different system. Yeah, it fucking sucks, dude. It's hmm. it looks bad. But but the, outside of like um, wanting Bayonetta to be in another platform, which is not really a shit. Uh, a, it's not really a good slam on the game. Because mm-hmm. it's like playing something on 3DS and like, I'm giving this a two because I, I want to be I don't think it's PS4. a slam on the game oh, no. at all. I, I think it's it's the opposite. It's like, we really want to see this running at 60 frames per second with like the highest resolution shit. Mm-hmm. I saw it run near 60. In gameplay, it runs faster than in its cinematic mode, but there are a lot of cutscenes and they run at 30. Yeah. You want and, you want to see her kick high at the highest frame rate and resolution possible. Chris. The thing with the cutscenes is, and like, I think this... I have thought this every time I've played one of these games going back to the very first Devil May Cry, which is, man, I'm glad I'm not do- be able to do all this really cool shit myself. It sure would be a shame if I were playing through this action sequence instead of watching the yes. character do really cool shit. Yes. And I know that's front-loaded. It's front-loaded in every game, but like, mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of time before we did the show, and I had to just endure these cutscenes of this game I... Like, what felt like trailers for a game I already bought. Like, let me fucking play. Let me play. Let me do some of this. You know, I feel like we kind of covered winter, the Winter's expansion from, from RE Village. Is there anything else, Michael, you want yeah. to tell people um, about how awesome it is? It, it is just really, really cool. Um, you are playing again as Rosemary Winters, and uh, yeah, it's it's sort of like a quote-unquote virtual world in that like you're exploring memories inside the Mutamycete because there is a purification crystal somewhere in there that could take away Rosemary's powers. And it, it leans a lot into the idea that like Rosemary doesn't have any friends. She's kind of grown up a pariah because uh, she has these Mutamycete abilities. And uh, the way they tend to manifest most often is that she gets like weird white sweat on her hands, on the palms of her hands. And so she like has to wipe it off with a hanky. But of course, you know, the other kids caught on and, and ostracized her. And so there's, there's a lot of that with like, you know, the characters uh, that she's running from, you know, reading her past memories and like taunting her with like her being, you know, harassed in school or whatever. Um, I understand, uh, I'm not sure about, like, so there's three areas, and I read that it takes, like, you know, three to four hours, something like that, to complete. I've probably played it for more than that. But the first area is Castle Domitresque, which you get through, like, I think starting in the dungeons and going up into the the castle itself, and 
you know, everything's been reshuffled. There's new puzzles. There's a bunch of new enemies. And uh, everything's, like, slowly being taken over by this gross mutamycete slime that if you, you know, walk in it for more than a few seconds, monsters will come up and drag you down into hell. So uh, you get, like, a new ability where you'll see, like, these flower-like structures and... Once you find this, like, amplifier, you can, like, just focus on them and shatter them. And so that becomes, like, a big part of puzzle solving and opening new paths. And, uh, yeah, and then you get to go to uh, another familiar place. If you've played Resident Evil Village, you know what normally comes after Castle Domitresque. It's one of the scariest parts of the game. And oh. I want to say they really try to outdo themselves this oh, time right. around. They said... Shit. The dollhouse. Yeah. No, no, he's he's talking about the Rock of Ages mini games. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, those bits, of course. The house, ne- the house next to the waterfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to spoil what's there, but believe me when I say, like, yeah, you will you will wish you were being pursued by if a giant. You like fetus. Annabelle movies and <laughs> Laser Times uh, Patreon's uh, Chucky stuff. Who's, who's the these. new one? Megan, the dancing yeah. doll movie. Yeah, because mm. everybody's clamoring for a new horrible doll movie the scary doll movie michael so speaking of spoilers i needed to ask you and we can i guess mm-hmm. tell people skip ahead or not um at the time of village's release we were like speculating like okay so what what does that make rose is she a piece of mold is she an actual human being like do they do they tell you to do they let on what she is in this like um, As the child of... That she's a, a person who's been infected by the mutamycete in ways that make her abnormally powerful. Um, they okay. don't really... Like, I, I haven't really gotten to the point where they dive too deeply into exactly what she is. But, yeah, the okay. mutamycete is, is, is like, yeah, this, this sentient fungus slash mold that, uh, you know, interacts with the people who, you know, come in contact with it. And the, the whole idea is that, like, yes, you're it, it stored the memories of all the people that died. So it's basically reconstructed a version of the village in this virtual space that uh, no longer shit. exists in, quote unquote, real life. It's like Alan Moore Swamp Thing shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever Kinda, you believe yeah. is your reality. And, 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 but I, I'm not sure if this is official, but I just assumed... RE9 would be where you play as Rose. I remember Capcom talking about, like, they were setting up the end of this trilogy, which they did. Mm-hmm. I thought, again, I won't say that definitively, I thought 7, 8, 9 were a trilogy. Is is that what it looks like, that Rose is our protagonist going into the next game? I mean, I'm not sure, because she is trying very hard to get rid of her powers. Mm. I'm I'm assuming that by the end it'll be one of those things where she gets the thing that takes it away and is like, you know what, these powers are actually pretty useful, and this is teaching me how to use them effectively. So maybe I'm maybe I'm not a freak. Maybe I'm a cool superhero. If you saw if you saw Black Adam in theaters like I did, um, you're a bad you're a bad good superhero. You're going to jail forever. Hey, it's been ten minutes and we really need you. <laughs> <laughs> you're very powerful. You're very powerful. We need you. Yeah. 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 All right. Cool. Um, well, yeah. Uh, so that's Resident Evil Village yep. Winter's Expansion. Yep. Also out uh, this week, uh, and it has, uh, like I said earlier, it has a new Mercenaries mode, which I haven't tried. There's a few other things expansion. that it adds. Yeah. So, so new levels uh, to the Mercenaries mode is, is my guess, right? Like, because uh, that so. mode was there. We we played the mode. Yeah. No. It, well, it's it's like a, a new just for a long time. 
Well, no, I mean, it's it's on top of what was originally in there. Sorry. Like, there is a new Mercenaries mode. I'm not sure what it involves because I haven't played it yet. But this Mercenaries mode aren't the things yeah. that we play. Mm-hmm. There. Ghost. What, Michael, what the fuck is so, Ghost, Ghost Song? Song. Don't, don't put this on my notes without me knowing. Ghost what Song. Is. Well, I'm supposed to handle this segment anyway. Uh, yeah. Ghost Song is a game that was supposed to come out like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I remember it, it showing up a few times on like GameSpot's. Uh, new releases lists when I was using that primarily to guide our new releases segment. And I might have said, like, you know, in 2013, 2014, somewhere in those lines, like, oh, it's coming out this week. Uh, it was not. It's coming out this week. It was at one point going to be published by Adult Swim Games. It's a 2D oh, Metroidvania. And when it was first announced and shown off, like, that was a time when 2D Metroidvanias were not widely done. Yeah, uh, not saturated. Yeah, with and, and now we're yeah we're kind of saturated with like indie games that are are as good as or better than uh, Symphony of the Night. So um, how, dare how dare I? Especially indeed. Uh, those last two Metroids, Dread and uh, mm-hmm. the, the remake of uh, two. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Mm, quite good. Mm. Dread's not good. Anyway, yeah, um, Ghost Song. <laughs> so that's out, and uh, maybe we'll talk about it next week. Same with Harvestella. Which, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Harvestella is like uh, I'm. So there's the free demo you can download for several months now. Uh, go check that out. It is Stardew Valley with with JRPG combat stuff. Is, is, can I just say uh, what I attribute to losing my voice is like actually going to a Halloween party. I was there were some younger people, some of whom have been on the podcast, and they were yelling about how Red Dead Redemption Two was the best game that's ever been made. And like, I think you mean best voice acting. Because can I can I tell you I had a my one of my old babysitters. Wow, her son dressed as Arthur Morgan Holy for shit. Halloween, what? which blew my mind. I was like, wait, what? Because I'm like, do you, do you know about those games? Do you know what happens yeah. to Arthur? Like, and this is me talking to my old babysitter, right? Like, uh, he goes on a he goes on a marathon run, and then I shut the game off. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's got lots of lung capacity, that guy. Mm, oh, um, yes. It, it, such a cool costume choice, but yet I'm like, wow. Your, your son's great, mm. by the way, but like fucking Arthur Morgan? Really? Like, that's the costume? Like, okay. We okay. ain't nobody's idea of charity. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Micah. Good old Micah here at the party. We were uh, friendly yelling about how I was... Very much along the lines of Dead Red Dead Redemption Two is not the best game I've ever played. And like Elden Ring and shit, I played a better Sonic game this year than I have <laughs> Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, but yelling about that friendly, and then like, uh, and then when we got too far, like someone would be like, "Nah, Dutch." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that but might have is- been how I lost my voice. Yelling about how Red Dead what? Redemption Two is not the best game ever made. You just gotta have a little god. Damn fate, yeah. Chris! It, it's a lot of story, and a lot of fetch quests, and a lot of like, did the mail come in? <laughs> Thanks. Play Elden Ring, and remind yourself mm, what games yeah. are like. <laughs> it's an acquired taste. No, I loved it. It was one of my favorite games of the year that year. But if I, if I, I would rather die than play another game like Red Dead Redemption Two, especially if it's not from Rockstar. Oh, you say that, but man, announce that you're gonna play three. GTA Six. It, well, that or like That's Red different. Dead Three in Unreal Five. I'm so there. I'm I'm uh, pre-ordering. I'm, I'm, anyway, 
Okay. Well, let's move along too. Mini uh, Hollywood segment. The Last of Us HBO. Um, that's what I'm calling it from now on. The one that stars the Mandalorian. It has a premiere date. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit's coming in January. Ooh, Ooh right around the corner. Around. Yeah, yeah. So uh, sooner than I than I thought it would. So yeah. Uh, Ellie, bring me all the bullets you have. Hold G- on. January fifteenth, to be precise. Which I'm kind of glad, like not really a holiday series that I want to be watching over the Christmas mm, break, no. but like... Uh, Settle in with your family to watch people get devoured <laughs> by mushroom zombies. Yeah, but, but I'm telling you that that Mandalorian uh, Christmas release date set a very odd binge streaming release date for people in groups. That helps people love fucking shows. Remind me, does HBO do the binge thing or do they do individual no. thing? No, not at all. Hmm. Yeah, they've started doing weekly drops. Yeah, they, okay. they will most likely be weekly as well. But but a good time to do that is when everybody's around you yeah, with the sure. fam. Well, but it's also like winter doldrums. Like, to yeah. me personally, January and February are always kind of like, eh, whatever t- months. When you look at the streaming schedule of late December, it's just like, Jesus Christ. I just need to go to a cabin and watch things on streaming. And that's what I've done the last two years. <laughs> it's been great. So yeah, January 15th, check that out. That is coming. That's my mini Hollywood segment. Um, Hey, PSVR 2 got dated, got a price. Uh, The price, I have to comment on the price. The price That is more than a PS5. Well, that, which I think we had predicted, this price to me, honest to God, looks like some guys were in a boardroom and were like, all right, let's split the difference. Because it's literally $550, which or, I, think, or, I think you mean $549 U.S. dollars. I'm telling I imagine I imagine a 75-year-old Japanese guy saying, like, I don't want to do this anymore. $520. It literally was someone in a room being like, 500 bucks or 600 bucks. Well, let's just split the difference. Like, it is $549.99. Um, an odd price point, but I kind of feel like anything above, like, $300 whatever you fucking want to set it. That's, let's just call that expensive, I, right? I, yeah, so, yes. Uh, I guess. But, but it was possible to get a PSVR for... Was it possible for 200 if you had the existing um, like PS Move in camera? I think it was, because I had all that stuff. Maybe on sale, 200 I think I think 299 is... No, but if you, yeah. I had the camera, and I didn't need... I mean, it, the move it went down a bit after it was first but launched. But it launched at 400 I think. So pre-orders begin November 15th for this, if you want one. Um, there's basically the 549, which gets you all the shit you need, except for games. Which aren't backwards compatible, apparently. Mm, yeah. There is the $600 bundle, which includes Horizon Call of the Mountain, so that you get a game with that one. That includes the headset, the Sense controllers, and the stereo headphones. This had better be amazing for something that does not allow you to play porn games. In VR, <laughs> Michael is co- hold on. That is the thing Michael is correct about because I play mostly Beat Saber. In mm-hmm. well, that sounds P- like a porn game, so you're good. Stop it! Stop! <laughs> Stop it! Yeah, on, on the PS on the PS4 or five, 
I am at the whim of whatever they can officially release song-wise, where if I was playing this on PC, mm-hmm. I could play any song I wanted yep. that any fan made. And now I'm losing out on that and porn for 550 <laughs> So, okay, industry guy perspective here. I feel like that price sure. is very indicative of how they view this system, right? If it was a mass thing, mass play... You don't go over 300 for mass, right? Mm-hmm. So 550 very much tells me like, okay, where we're at with VR, it's niche, it's early adopter, it, it is something that like hardcores will play and that's what Sony's pricing it as. But like, this is Sony, eh, this is kind of showing their hand like, yeah, this isn't their mass play, right? Like mm-hmm. you're going to buy your 500 bucks PS5. This and, is, um, what do you call it? Like a skunkworks project, like a hobby, like Apple TV or something. Uh, well, it's, yeah, it, it's it's an enthusiast mm-hmm. platform yeah, at this point for five. But acknowledging, like, so, we uh, don't expect this to go mainstream. If you really want this, here you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they announced a lot of co- content. Yeah. So alongside the announcement, um, eleven new PSVR two games, right. including we got Borderlands Borderlands three two Resident Evil eight uh, point one. That's what I imagine there. Well, we we got so remember. Last time they did PSVR, there was the uh, the people who made um, Until Dawn. There was that Until Dawn VR game, but it was more like a roller coaster first person shooter. So they oh! announced that. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, they, it was it was that uh, br- brush a, brush to the head or something. Right, it, it sounded like yeah, a roller coaster yeah, yeah. name. So so this one has the dark pictures. Mm-hmm. Which it's funny because Michael and I were on my stream on Twitch uh, on Halloween. Uh, Twitch Maddie C Allen. Um, playing the, the, the game by the studio. Dark Dark Pictures should have been what they called um, the the latest season of House of the Dragon. Because if you pause that shit and like, is there incest happening? Because I'm I hear it, but I don't see it. Sure, but but Dark Pictures Switchback is the VR game they announced that is very much like that other game mm. in that it's like a a first person shooter kind of looks like it's on rails experience, which is very different than. The Dark Pictures games, which were the, that that was their anthology series where they had three kind of horror games. And I was wondering, like, are, why did they why is the quarry its own thing and not set in the Dark Pictures universe? So, uh, so because Sony it, funded yeah. it, I'm guessing. Yeah, there well, you go. Yeah, Sony didn't fund the quarry. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they in addition to that, um, they have a uh, Crossfire Sierra Squad. So Crossfire is you'll get that, caught up in the. Yeah, there you go. But it's that uh, huge international kind of uh, shooter series, not so big here uh, in in the states. Uh, the Light Brigade Cities VR Enhanced Edition, Cosmodius High. That sounds like one of the fake names from Key and Peele when they do the uh-huh. you know, <laughs> Cosmodius uh-huh. High West Coast. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Uh, hello, neighbor. Ooh, Cosmodius hello neighbor. High, Alachua, Florida. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, neighbors! Search and Rescue Jurassic World Aftermath Collection. A collection of aftermaths. Uh, Pistol Whip VR. Oh, I know Dan Emmerich loved the Pistol Whip games. Mm, um, just, say, just say I loved it. Uh, okay, sure. Zenith, The Last City, and After the Fall, and Tentacular. How many tacular? Tentacular. Uh, sure, ten of them. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I think out of that, we we can all say like, mm. okay, yeah, the Dark Pictures is kind of the most well-known brand thing coming to PSVR 2. Again, 
out of my price range and I will not get this. Again, very much an enthusiast play at this point. But hey, if you want to pre-order, November 15th, no. get on that. We'll no, I would, rather, I would rather buy it like a fucking virtual boy when it's $25. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we move on, I do want to say one thing. I... Uh, Chris, you mentioning Resident Evil during that reminded me of something very important that the Winter's expansion adds, which is third-person mode. And I should say, also, the entire Rose uh, storyline is played in third-person, which is weird because some of these environments are clearly meant for a first-person view. And so getting the camera pulled out like that uh, can... Like hmm. some sometimes it bumps up against walls. It doesn't quite work. Also, you have the, a bunch of monsters hanging out for like forty five minutes, waiting to jump you in mm-hmm. first person view. <laughs> Can't not, see me yet. Can't see me. Oh, not, not that bad. But also the mercenaries. It's mercenaries additional orders, and it adds three new characters. So I was wrong. Lady Domitress is in this, and you can play as her. And I think uh, a couple of the other bosses. Is she tiny? Uh, I, she's tiny. I heard she's not giant. She's not tiny, but she's mm. normal sized, which is mm. disappointing. To that is disappointing. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want a fucking regular sized woman to step on my nuts. I want them to explode <laughs> underneath a mm-hmm. wind of tarth. Yeah. A man's got to have standards. Right. Yeah, I get exactly. you. So, yeah, PS, we would talk PSVR 2, uh, you know, 550 price point. Probably not going after the masses, but PS5, uh, Sony was out there and announced, has sold 25 million PS5s are out there in the wild, which hmm. super hard to believe just because of the, the semiconductor shortage. It's like, man, these are and these are hard to get. I think the stat have they announced... Have you seen a PS5 in the wild? I've seen a Series X. I have not. not. The stat Never. they announced is that it takes about seven minutes to sell out every 100,000 PS5s when they get out there. Wow. Which is, which is crazy. Um so yeah, 25 PS5s. That is 2 million more than the number of copies God of War, which is a PS4 game, uh, has wow. sold. Yeah, so God of War hit a big milestone for a game. 23 million copies for God of War 2018. Uh, 2 million less than, than PS5 sold. But it's like, man, I I find that hard to believe because I feel like if you own a PS5, they give those away like Frampton Comes Alive when you move to the suburbs to quote mm-hmm. Wayne's World joke. Like it, It's just like, yeah, you... You have access to God of War. It's a it's a great showcase title. Uh, they got Ragnarok coming up, which they expect to sell. You know, yeah. similar next week. Game. Actually, very excited yeah. for yeah. that. Yeah. Yes, same here. But yeah, so uh, but twenty five million PS fives, despite the uh, the the shortage of, of the chips. So good for mm-hmm. them. And they are basically Sony has announced that they are ramping up where they plan to sell even more this holiday season. Where I think. I think we talked about when the pandemic first started, like, yeah, people were thinking it would be like two years before the uh, the chip shortage thing would, would kind of solve itself. And that is appearing to be the case where they're saying, yeah, this holiday, there should be more out in the wild. And then in 2023, you'll see even more PS5s out there. So if you don't have one, hold out hope. If you overpaid for one, which we will cover in the uh, community segment, then uh, I do apologize. But yes, there there should be PS5s out there available for you. $25 million in the wild. So. Hooray. Uh, so that was the Sony news segment. Uh, here, so we might as well counteract that with some Microsoft news. So right. first off, Microsoft has announced that uh, they lose between $100 to $200 on every Xbox sold. So this is coming from Phil Spencer, head, head of Microsoft and Xbox, where, I mean, we, we've known for years that consoles are a razor, uh, razor blade model where you kind of sell the console either break even or at a loss. 
and help you make that money back with licensing fees on the game sold or things like peripherals, right? But uh, mm-hmm. losing up to two hundred dollars per unit sold—that that's a that seems egregious. That is I a mean, big loss. Microsoft you know? has very deep pockets. They can they can absorb that loss, I'm sure. sure. But yeah, sure. for for millions, the hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my guess is, and I don't think they detailed this, but Series S is probably the one they're losing a hundred bucks on, and then Series mm-hmm. X they're probably losing two hundred dollars on per, sure. per console. But or good good reverse. Uh, and of course. Their big play this generation we've talked about many times in the mm-hmm. show is Game Pass, where if you consider a game Game Pass subscription, let's say average cost ten bucks a month. I pay fifteen because Game Pass Ultimate. Like, all right, well, two hundred bucks that pays for itself in a little over a year, which mm-hmm. we know the console life cycle will be much longer than a year. So, okay, like, uh, yes, you can see how they would make their money back over time with people, but like, I think because of the pandemic and that it's not entirely gone. I'm predicting the console cycle runs like 10 fucking years at this I, point. Probably. I don't disagree there at all. Yeah, I don't disagree. it's going to go wild. So yeah, losing 100 or 200 up front, like it's more than even with the traditional console Razer Razer Blade model. That's a big loss for Microsoft. Like Michael said, though, deep pockets on the Microsoft side. And yes, with Chris, like as Chris quickly pointed out, probably going to have a much longer cycle this console uh generation so yeah they'll make that back don't don't worry about the fucking billionaires all right well and will microsoft make a profit (laughs) oh no well also i I feel like games now like every successive generation since uh well since the the 360 and ps3 has been about like refinements like how can we get this to look as good as possible True. while moving at like 120 frames a second at 4K yeah. or 8K? And we're we're, we're going to see like incremental increases throughout this generation. Um, and yeah, I feel like you know we the days of these quantum leaps in video games that we used right. to expect with consoles Over. are behind us. So like. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world if we're stuck with this console generation for 10 years. Like, how much better can it get at this point? That's I a know, great point. But I'm also only worried when we talked about Bayonetta, I'm only worried about the Switch. Because every time they launch a new console, it's just like, yeah, everything you bought is gone. Um, mm, yeah. <laughs> haven't really done anything yet to assuage that fear. I mean, Sony and, and, or, or Sony and Microsoft. I absolutely. Like, yeah. like, Microsoft in particular is just like, kind of been up front like we're iphones we'll release to do one of these every year if we can yeah i mean the other part of that so purely in speculation territory at this point just to make it clear um to michael's point though is like yeah i mean oh i, I don't actually know anything firsthand i'm just saying like based on what i've seen but to, to chris's point if this console generation ends up being 10 years long they are currently losing 200 dollars per console right like over time yeah, those really? components get cheaper mm. Right. And over time, they find replacement components and stuff, and they are able to, to have efficiencies where right. they will lose less per console as they swap in different parts and stuff like that. As as the technology progresses past what's in the Series X or, or Series S right now, where that's just the story now. Right. So if the, if the generation is 10 years long, you can imagine in two or three years, they might be breaking even or even making a little money per console. So that that doesn't hold the entire generation. And that is that's, that's how the, that, the five year cycle even worked at the end. They were making money on that's consoles. Right. That's been the case. And, yes, And we're financing a shitload of exclusives. And where we are now, they're not financing a shitload of exclusives. Microsoft is, but it's a different they type of financing. Well, no, it's a different type of financing in that they're buying people like Activision, right, okay. which bridges nicely into my next news story, which is. 
Phil Spencer was out there. Pers- he, he took exception to what we said on previous shows. He's mm-hmm. like, Matt and Chris, you guys are fucking wrong. Yeah. Uh, the, Act- the Activision Blizzard deal is not about Call of Duty, he says. It's about mobile. And I went, oh, fucking King. You're right. Yes, King is. is remember uh, right, Remember yes. years ago when Activision bought King and we were like, what? For, Man, that for, feels like they're overpaying. We like, talked like, about it on 30, 2010, two weeks ago. They paid twice as much for Star Wars and Nina Jones for twice as much as the as the Star Wars deal, right? They they paid more. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Candy Crush is like a license to print money. So, so Spencer, yeah, he went out and he's like, yeah, this this isn't about making Call of Duty exclusive for Game Pass and stuff. He he actually said, and again, things can change, but currently they view Call of Duty the same way they view Minecraft, which you can play Minecraft on any fucking platform you want including switch right in, in his world he's like yeah i would love to get call of duty on switch even like call of duty should be like minecraft should be everywhere and of course he says that yeah, of course microsoft wants to make money everywhere off that game and right even then i was talking to my dad about it it's like he's like so call of duty is going to be my dad doesn't play games by the way so call of duty is going to be exclusive to microsoft systems like i don't think so but they will have world of warcraft it's like world of warcraft that's a very popular game like Maybe I don't. I'm not sure. I don't know where that's at, but it's like still the only subscription-based MMO out there, and that would be a giant feather in their cap to bring StarCraft, mm-hmm. Warcraft, like all that, sh- all the Blizzard stuff into a console environment. Yeah, I mean, I know Hearthstone was really big on mobile. Oh, yeah. um, that's Call of Duty poker, as I always. Your dad's not a gamer, but I can tell he reads either Wall Street Journal or Forbes because those are very much like the stories I that you would cover there. Do not judge my dad. <laughs> Jim, Jim Kramer, leave me alone. Leave oh, him oh, alone. Okay. Leave oh, him alone. Boy. Leave him alone. Uh, apologies to your dad if you take a loss on <laughs> the Facebook stock thing. Uh, but, a of money because of Oh man, but but yeah. So so yeah. I mean, Phil Spencer's out there saying like this is more about mobile, less about Call of Duty. But I would caveat for the time being, their plan is to put COD on every platform while they can. Right? Like uh, I still think it looks like they can't do that right away. Well, they can't do it on on Switch right away, but I think they no, they have promised for the meantime they will continue to put it on PlayStation. It the, was the yes, but there was a news story that said you can't put this. Not only you, does this need to be on PlayStation, you you can't put this on Game Pass because that would kill the PlayStation brand. Why would people buy Playstations if they heard they could get Call of Duty for free? Well, because they because there are twenty three million copies of God of War out there that kind yeah. of hurt, you yeah. know. Sony's doing just fine, right? So, still, but yeah, I still, yeah. I still, th- I still think that's a game changer for the West. Um, yeah. We'll see. I still think we're right, but Phil can say all day mobile, and I hadn't thought of the mobile angle. No, which is like, yeah, sure. Like Microsoft, I mean, Microsoft has not really had much. The, the only reports I read on on active active ActaBliz mobile stuff disgusts me, and I would never play any of it. But it is generating multiple millions of dollars every month. Yeah, I think I think well, the uh solution is not to necessarily keep uh COD off of Game Pass, but to also offer it via PlayStation Plus extra premium whatever. Yeah. You can do that too. Like let but Sony offer it through I, a subscription. They don't. <laughs> they don't. Hmm. Yeah. That might be a, a temporary compromise. Mm-hmm. I was just yelling about the uh Great Pumpkin uh that's oh, Peanuts Apple Plus saw that. Apple oh, yeah. bought the exclusive rights to all Peanuts 
everything. Charlie Brown, Snoopy, blah, blah, blah. Mr. And, Peanut. It's terrible. And, stop it, Michael. No. But but every year they run He's up against like, public yeah. criticism of like, how dare you take this, uh, I'm just going to say American tradition. I don't know where else it's watched. Take this free American tradition away from everyone. And at, remember Apple last year's like, we'll run it on PBS once. <laughs> and yeah. this year they ran it on, on network television. And like, they bought this for a reason. I don't think they're going to be that generous as we move forward. The point I, um, was, yeah, I, I, we were just talking off mic about standard def DVDs. And the reason I didn't yeah. care about the Apple thing is I own, at one point I bought a Peanuts holiday box set of every holiday special that ever made, which is like really shows you between the Christmas and Halloween and Thanksgiving specials, like there's a whole lot of really shitty. So first of all, I can name all the special features. <laughs> It's Christmas time again, Charlie Brown. We need yeah. a blockbuster, Charlie Brown. It's yeah. magic, Charlie Brown. Those There's are one about voting. There's some voting ones in mm-hmm. that box set as well, right? Well, like, what what makes them more money though? Just keeping it isolated on their platform or charging networks for the right to right. run it once every Halloween? That's what they should be thinking about. I'm sure they are thinking about that. I, I mean, hope that's they are. that's probably part of the, the benefit of owning it. But like, again, yeah, like, it, it NBC or whoever has to come to us means they, they didn't charge anything, and they just like. Let's get these people to shut up about us taking away this American tradition, mm. um, free tradition, and we'll run it on PBS. Who has watched PBS? <laughs> when was the last time either of you watched PBS? Uh, That's an excellent The second question. I turn off NPR every morning, I, I tune into PBS. Just can't mm-hmm. wait. Can't wait. Turn it on in my car and immediately crash into the motorist in front I of me. Watch- Peter Coyote narrate the Vietnam War. <laughs> yeah, there's always some some opera concert series that's raising money for the network. I don't know. Like uh, anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all the news is fit to play. All right. Well, let's move on to our community segment, which is always is segmenting our what Com- community? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was in honor of the release of the very expensive MetaQuest Pro. $1,500. Yeah, you're complaining about $550 PS heads, uh, PlayStation headsets. You can buy three of them for the price yeah. of one. That's poor Although, people. I did I did read a review of the Quest Pro, and like it was talking about, like, yeah, you would not Why? really want to use this for gaming. Because I'm curious. I want to see what it's like. And yeah, saying, like, this is, this is meant like for somebody like i i want to say that like so i worked at my my desk or or worked on the couch from my laptop and i got up and i went and i made a snack and i microwaved something put it in the microwave took it out went and sat back down continued working at my laptop i was wearing the headset the entire time it's comfortable yeah that like you can you can see through it like i i don't know if it uh unopaques or what but that he said like yeah the view is really wide uh you would not want to play games like this it would be super disorienting mm. so um and it's it's not meant for games they knew something i didn't uh there was some way to make games more compatible in a vr environment and it cost more money and i thought the sony vr psvr2 uh, uh bolstered that claim but i'm not yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know until we see it because, like, it is kind of a novelty. Hmm. All, all VR yeah. for games up in, up until this point. Uh, but that's that's the the Quest Pro that I was talking about, not PSVR two, obviously. Um, but so in honor of the very expensive MetaQuest Pro, what is the most you've ever paid for a gaming device slash bundle slash system slash game? 
On the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Nick Crowley said, I have never spent anything extra on a console, bundles, etc., but, and I can't really count my PC as I buy upgrades from time to time, but I do have something Vigigame adjacent. I spent $200 on the <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World the Game vinyl soundtrack. Wow. wow. It's the most I've ever paid for a record, but it was one of my VGM vinyl grails. It is no longer worth as much due to the repress by Limited Run, but it is still one of my favorite soundtracks of all time and definitely worth it. In fact, I think I'll go yeah. give it a spin now. I, I, I miss our old friend Henry all the time, mm-hmm. but for Record Store Day, and I don't even know how this happened. It was like years after the game came out. He got me the Record Store Day version of the Scott Pilgrim soundtrack on a oh, green wow. vinyl. I still have it and I still fucking play it like like at least twice a year. Um, yeah, that was all because of Henry. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate the answer, Nick. Not shitting on the purchase, but I've always wondered, this is an album created with digital tools. It is a digital album. It's a chiptunes album. So like being on vinyl, which is analog where you get the extra sound, like... Mm-hmm. Is that one of those where it actually sounds better on vinyl, or is it literally lossless on digital platforms because it was created on digital platforms? Okay. I, I, I don't have a good answer for you, Matt. I just wish you could come to my house. I have the same, I have the same uh, uh, surround sound system. I had like they're gray speakers. Who makes gray appliances anymore? I have so, some right now. Here's Sorry. the thing: having seen Anamanaguchi play live several times, mm-hmm. they use a mixture of. Analog uh, and digital, yeah, analog yeah. instruments, ah, okay. and then it's an actual NES hooked up with you know. So it's like the it's, it's not being created when, when, on when a computer. It, it breaks and they apologize and like we're yeah. not going forward. We're not playing an MP3. The NES is on stage making the same music we are right now. I've heard that NES fails quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Like it's, uh, it it should, does. Should get an backwards. analog NT or something. But it's like I wish. God, I wish those kids weren't so shy. Like, just tell people what's up. Yeah. Like, you're like it's like an instrument failing. Sure, exactly. <laughs> Keep a couple back. Let's see from the Twitter at Twitter. full install. Hello, full install says a few months ago I dropped one thousand ninety nine pounds. So oh. what, uh, eighteen thousand US dollars? Uh, uh, no, well, actually, closer closer to uh, what twelve hundred dollars now? Uh, yeah, now it's. Like a thousand dollars. But this is a few months ago, so who knows? Pre-Liz Trust, it could have been through the roof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And on an Alienware, I'm not going to read all those letters, monitor. It's ultra-wide, OLED, 175 hertz, and has decent HDR. How would you even know what's not decent? I regret nits. Do you have more nits with the good? Anyway, I regret nothing. It is also the best. The Switch has looked surprisingly. You're playing your again, Switch through the Alienware mod. The, the reason I hate the Switch is I admitted last week I had an OLED mm-hmm. that's optimized on uh, Jesus the last gen PlayStations and uh, Xboxes. Not on Switch. It's too bright, weird, and looks like shit. It looks like shit all the time. Really? Yeah. I, I have I've a converter where you great. can plug a. Yeah, but, but I also I, I didn't optimize, and I optimized every other. Uh, I looked up. You can, you know, you can change your settings customly, and I never did that with a switch because I assume, like, what's the fucking point? They can't do all this. Yeah. Uh, but if I'll believe full install if he tells me you can get HDR from the switch, I don't get. I, I well, I doubt that. I but I, at one point, that. 
at point, one point when I was streaming, I have a converter where I can plug my my Switch has an HDMI out that goes to a monitor. And like, yeah, the Switch on a PC monitor is like, oh, you don't want to see some of that. Like, mm. it's just like, oh, this is this is meant to be viewed on a television. Doesn't mean they're not great games. And when I think, no, of course still, not. Love the game. We still at one of the, our favorite games of the year is on Switch. Oh, you guys were just fucking, you know, coming over Bayonetta three. I get no, it. no, literally. literally. What was uh, Neon White? Neon White. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I played I mean, it on PC, but yeah, yes, same. I hear on Switch, it's great. So. Uh, Willie Fresh says, Black Friday PS4 launch. I waited. Oh, see, this costs more than anything when you bundle up and wait for hours. Mm, Imagine sure. how much you make an hour and then bundle that with what you're yes, paying. Your time is valuable, man. Your time is valuable. True. Opportunity I mean, cost. At you're Willie Fresh. You a video game podcast, so never mind about your yeah. time. <laughs> Uh, I waited in the cold <laughs> outside Best Buy for hours. They had nothing. Uh, night was young. I went over to Walmart. Same exact thing. Uh, finally, I, I said, fuck it, and just went and bought one on eBay for an extra hundo. $500 for a PS4. That's not bad. That's not, I mean, if you're going to buy on eBay, an extra hundo is like, okay. Yeah. On the other hand, you probably could have waited a week and found one. <laughs> No, I don't know about that. Re- I can oh, find a PS4 for, for six months. Were the P- so, really the PS4s? No. I remember them. Okay, I thought no. they were easy you, to you, find. You pre-ordered one. You were lucky and got one uh. from like Wario sixty four. Like I got, I was like, nah, I'll just wait and see what happens. Uh, I could not get one until the Destiny re-release. Oh, damn. Uh, okay. Damn. Uh, he says, but PS4's library was totally worth it. Like five years five later. Years yeah. God, remember the beginning of last gen? We're like, wow. Sony's really whiffing on first party, and Microsoft's really, you know, just firing all cylinders. And it's like how quickly that that narrative changed. Yeah, well, I just I think once the internet factored into your console, it did get less exciting. When we were little kids, we're like, "This is hardware that will never update. My Super Nintendo will always be better than my Nintendo." Great. We're not there anymore. Like, there's almost no reason you couldn't add a component or two to a PS4 and like hmm. do PS5 shit. It, the one that's really an example of that is like when you go from an Xbox One to a Series X and it's yeah. like literally the same UI. Mm-hmm. It, there's something the same UI, but like yeah. my Series X so far is my favorite console. Like it was way better than PS4 Pro. I, Enhanced when, things, yeah, way when better. I get codes for awesome. things. I ask for Series X and and it's like it's just like a, there's some convenience factor with the with the Xbox platform. I agree with you there. Yeah. Like that's yeah. yeah. Uh, at Dewani Raksha says, I've talked about my entry-level sim racing setup before, so I'll call out my most recent big spend, which would have to be the PS5. In order to pre-order it here in Australia, I had to get it in a bundle with the Pulse headset and Miles Morales. All up, I think, all up, I think it was $988 dues. My God. $988 dues. What's that, like forty nine fifty? Like what is what is that in U.S. dollars? That's not much, right? Australian dollars worth nothing, right? About three fifty. No? Yeah, it's I think yeah. It's like it's like two hundred Fosters. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. What? God, that beer is it's just bad. Like the can is still a novelty. White, white conquerors over in Australia. <laughs> like when you hold that can, you're like, oh, it's it's like being a little kid again holding a, a Coke can. But it, there's nothing good about that. Six hundred and twenty-six fifty-five. Actually, what that's not okay. a bad. That's not price that's considering. Not bad. No, like, no, yeah. but, but like uh, I assure you, from being like an arcade one-up fan, like Australia gets fucked. But like the the pulse headsets are like a hundred dollars. Are they worth? I know, I, I know. But like so. any, I think they're true. It needs to be shipped over to that no. weird. All I can think of is your stupid Sydney. You spend all that money in your Sydney 
Opera House, and you should have spent more money on a line that sends you good games and peripherals mm-hmm. uh, via rail over the ocean. The way you said that, I just imagine like all Australians going and like, there's the Sydney Opera House. I'm going to empty my wallet at it. Just throw a bunch of ones. I talked to plenty <laughs> of Australians. No one has been like, yeah, this all pro is great, man. It was more like, uh, man, it sucks being in a rock band. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this so much. I mean, it could be worse. You could be at Soundpire who says $1,400 for a PS5 last wow. September on eBay. I was tired of waiting for retail restocks. You were Good really Lord. tired. You paid almost yeah. triple retail. I mean, I know it sucks, but like, yeah, that's that's one I couldn't bring myself to do. Like, no, no, I have too much pride to pay double retail price. I, I think more than the double. most I paid was Good about a hundred dollars of retail on an e- on an eBay buy for I think it was my PS2. Back yeah, then. my Damn. shittiest pandemic story was selling my PS5 because I did not like it. I really did hate it. It, it was, was broken. Yours was broken. Bad. It was broken. Well, I mean, like, I think, you know, launch consoles had their issues. But it wasn't, like, there was, like, two games that showed what it could do. And I had to not only pay my health insurance bill out of pocket, but my exes at the time. And I can sell this and have $200 left over? 1200 Just, I want to put that up there for the Europeans. I had to pay a th- My PS5 being sold in the black market for over 200% covered my health insurance bill and my partner's health insurance bill for almost a month. That's what America is. Yes! Land of opportunity. Land of opportunity. As long as you're healthy. I I skipped over this one uh, because I wanted to make the point about the $1,400. So, Michael, please. Uh, Alex Easter 8 says, 2,000 pounds for a Sega Rally twin as a wedding present from myself to myself. It's on free play, though, so it paid for itself in about a week. <laughs> That's some fine justification. Of those are really expensive. Those are like one of the first dollar machines, though. So hmm. if, he's, yeah. if he's digging into it, good for you, Alex Easter. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to our friend Justin Towell. I hope he has, still has the world record for uh, um, Sega Rally. Okay, so new question of the week, inspired by Bayonetta. What is your favorite video game trilogy? Uh, I'm my, I feel like my obvious answer would be uh, Assassin's Creed, the Ezio trilogy. It's really good. It's better yeah. than the regular trilogy. Quite good. It's quite good. Three. Well, okay, the Ezio trilogy. I was going to say, don't count yeah. AC three. No, one, two, two and Brotherhood are, are, are like mildly less good than the Ezio trilogy. They're fucking awesome. I mean, two two is part of the Ezio trilogy. So yeah, but that two doesn't Brotherhood make it and three. Yeah, two, no, two, two Brotherhood Revelations is the Revelation, Ezio trilogy. Sorry, yeah. yeah, I man, um, God, Mass Effect. It's got to be Mass Effect, like, dude. That is a very good one. Three, three very good games. Uh, I know three gets some shit, but it's like, yeah, but it's fine. Like I was fine with the ending, and two makes up more than makes up for that. Like, yeah, I didn't play that Legacy Collection because I, you know, have. 300 hours or whatever in, in the three original games as they came out, but uh, that's a good one for me. Like Mass Effect, hard to beat a trilogy in, in, in games. Yeah, we, we this came up on 30 2010 because we, um, fuck, I forget what we were talking about. We were trying to think of like good comedy trilogies because that's even Ooh, harder to do. Shit. And I remember being like, well, Hangover was all right. Like the second one three is was bad. No, I think three, as long as three was different, two being the exact same in a different country was 
to me, dissatisfying. I would argue most comedies fall after two, like Beverly Hills Cop totally. 2, High Point 3, not so much. And I'm saying someone in the latest on Facebook community is like, what about this? And like, I cannot believe I didn't think about that. Because most mm-hmm. of my favorite comedies stop at two. Wayne's World, Gremlins, other things, because I'm not drunk and sick. Um, but 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 yeah, trilogies are hard to do. And Bayonetta, it, it's nice to reflect on Bayonetta now as a tri- a flawless trilogy, a very very good trilogy. Because before I remember talking about um, with Michael Prince of Persia, like Prince of Persia one is amazing. Mm. Warrior Within is a little weird, and they incorporate Warrior Within to something new in Two Princes. Like that's a fucking great trilogy, great trilogy. Uh, but uh, yeah, gaming, uh, it, it's tough to think about. You can't just say Mario. Because, like, what do you consider Mario's first trilogy? Yeah, I mean, yes. World World and 3, really, they're both such right. great games. It's mm-hmm. like... Right, like, are 1, 2, and 3 a trilogy? They weren't developed together. They weren't developed by the same team. They're, they're like, they're not, they're not thought of at the same time. Zelda... Like when we got our Super Nintendos, it's like uh, on the back, it's like Zelda Three coming soon. Zelda Three, you know the the follow up to Link to the Past is that is, what is Three sorry, Link to the Past? Uh, like uh, yeah. to, uh, follow up to Link's Adventure? Link's Adventure. Yeah. No, it's not. It's clearly mm. not that. Mm. Um, totally different. But yeah. best trilogy. Anything uh, Valve makes. <laughs> <laughs> I like, uh, like uh, to me. To me, movie wise, it's Back to the Future or Lord of, of the Rings. Of course. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future, yeah. flawless. Okay, Lord of the Rings is is fucking great, flawless. And if if Back to the Future three isn't your favorite, we might not be able to be friends. I two is great, three is better. Yeah. Two is my favorite. I think, yeah, I I feel like I should go into mine just a little bit more because, like, obviously the Ezio trilogy is fantastic, but it really yeah. set the template for what Assassin's Creed is one of my favorite series, if not my favorite series, and. Uh, it set the template for what that series became where it's like it went from being these little like the first Assassin's Creed was like a a lavish historical sim but like starting with two it's like we're going to tell the life story of a single character and cast them as a central figure in history that will Mm -hmm. like a secret central figure in history like Zelig or something like they will just always be there in the background but secretly helping guide these events and shape them and you will get to do that from moving his baby leg in the first game yes and, to his death. And, and counting the the little movie that they made, which you know yeah. was like a fifteen minute cutscene. I loved it. Basically, um, Embers, like you get to see this character's entire life from birth to death, and mm-hmm. I don't, I can't think of another game that does that. Yeah, like Fable mm. comes close, but yeah, not, nothing else does that. And, and again, this set the template for what an Assassin's game or Assassin's Creed game could be with the you know these very uh, ambitious, open-ended RPGs that tell this character's life story. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. and, and not 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 to get too heady about it, but like, you know, we all have taken some film classes. Movies are a three-act structure. Threes are very; they work great in comedy. Yeah. Uh, I, my favorite thing about like talking about the new Marvel movies is that like they've abandoned the three-act structure or the trilogy, and just like. They keep going. It's why it's so jarring to you as an audience because everything was built in threes for our entire for like the movie going audience's entire lives, and Marvel has totally upended that, and DC has to a much shittier 
<laughs> DC can't even get past one most of the time. It's like, yeah, we're going to reboot this thing up. Oh. Well, somebody somebody pulled Henry Cavill out of uh, The Witcher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's a big bummer to me. Um, you want to blame DC? How many simultaneous cinematic universes does DC have going right now? Because yeah. uh, they have the the Snyderverse. Uh, I guess like Shazam and Aquaman are part of that, but then they also have the Arrowverse, which is the TV universe, completely separate continuum. And then yeah. they have uh, like whatever the, the Joker is. Uh, that's its own universe. <laughs> I mean, I dress as the Joker for this the show. Joker. And, Joker. And, and I'm not even getting into all the various Batmans <laughs> that are not connected to the Batman, larger. Please, I didn't have my own wedding to have Michael come here and tell me about Elseworlds. Joker, <laughs> Joker, <laughs> Joker. <laughs> yeah. Uncle Trig, what do you think about the Joker? The Batman is its own thing. Uh, yes, Batfleck is its own thing. Uh, yeah, not as good. Yeah. Uh, so what is your favorite trilogy? Go to videogameapocalypse.com, answer into the comments for episode 496. Alternately, you can visit us on the official Laser Time community on Facebook or ping us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, and we'll read the answers on next week's show. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go out with some quick plugs. Uh, guys, what do you got? Two quick things. Uh, Michael was a very special guest on my stream on yes. Halloween where... We, tr- we tried to play some horror games. We tried to play the quarry together, which I will caveat. Michael and I had a great time. Not a lot of murder or horror. <laughs> yeah, the horror yet. never happened. We played for hours. Yeah, like, like that game has a very long, like four hour intro where it's like, you should care about these characters. I'm like, I don't care about anyone here. I want, I want death and murder to be happening. But uh, at least Michael and I had a great time and we hope you had a great time watching. So that's twitch.tv slash You can see an archive of that stream. The other place to hit us up to support the entire network, patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, Chris has been hard at work. He finished Elm Street Nightmare with the Chucky movies. Chris saw all those movies. He, he wrapped up that season. So uh, I'm anxious to hear that because the, the, those are, I kind of gave up on the Chucky movies, to be honest, about when Elm Street Nightmare did. So I'll, I'll wrap it up with the rest of that season. Um, there's also... Uh, let's see, the, the they're doing deep dives on fucking 80s movies over there. We also have Apocalypse Guide In, which is our spoiler cast for uh, video games, which nothing really this year that we've been like, hey, there's some deep story we need to explore. But like, if you if you want to hear us talk for an hour and a half about one specific game and really truly fucking geek out about that game, including 2018's God of War, the 23 million unit seller, that's where you do it. Patreon.com slash laser time. You got to subscribe at the $5 or more level that gets you access to all the cool bonus shit, including movie commentaries, which I've done with Chris on this shit where we watch movies together. It's, it's awesome. Basically start mm-hmm. the movie on your DVD or Blu-ray of choice. And you hear Chris and I talking in your ear the whole time, as well as a bunch of special guests who are way funnier than me. Um, but yeah, Patreon.com slash laser time michael what's that url again just drive patreon.com slash laser time and i don't i don't want to tease too much but i i think it's pretty likely we'll probably do a god of war ragnarok spoiler cast unless you know we're not impressed by it which seems unlikely yeah we're doing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's happening mm-hmm. all right as always you can visit us online at videogameapocalypse.com Follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse, or follow me personally at Wikiparas, that's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. And that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week.
Unless you guys have more to say about Gears 4. I have more impressions no, to do, but that's... that's yeah, yeah, those are always good. I don't know if I'll, ever, I'll be, ever be well enough to do this good a Marcus Phoenix impression. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 